When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, welcome to Open Goal Fans Forum, brought to you by Glenn's Vodka, SPL Manager of the Month Award. Tonight we're joined by the fans, who've yeah. been absolutely magnificent, lads. Thanks you again for joining yourself, us. You we clap for yourself, lads. We clap for yourself, And also a debut for Derek Ferguson! Right, there's only one fan that isn't here, and it's uh, Ross County. Now, I wanted to get your boys' opinion on Derek Adams' comment of <laughs> Scottish football's rubbish. Well, uh, disagree, disagree. How did you take that? I mean, okay. I saw Derek Adams play for Livy for six months, and he's arguably the worst midfielder <laughs> I've ever seen. So, for him to have a dig at the rest of Scottish football is pretty rich. Like, do you take that personal as, as supporters? Nah. But, uh, was it, is there anyone that agrees? No, I don't agree, but I take it personally. Do you, mate? Huh? He's been here like three times. He keeps coming back. Can't get sacked, doesn't he? Aye, can't be that shite. It depends what you're comparing it to, as well. I'm not having League 1 and League 2 that is dog shit it's yeah. worse than up here uh, I think they're not a great team obviously but still I hate folk that batter our game there's too much of it goes on like, you need folk sticking up for it it's no the greatest quality but it is what it is you, you can't if you're comparing it to the English Premier League and I obviously it's no great but mm. to say that League 2 or League 1 compares is nonsense when you've got Edinburgh Derby you've got the Old Farm you've got Rangers doing well in Europe Aberdeen doing well in Europe talking to his arse uh, there, there is times where there's a lack of quite a bit of excitement the games are always exciting especially the games up in the telly I always find them really exciting and enjoyable to watch well see to be honest mate, because I, I cover a lot of uh, the championship games I see some terrific games mm. and I've said to you often enough I've, I see a lot of talent there that I don't know why sometimes the Premiership guys don't come calling. I agree. Uh, I think there's a, a, a kind of wee issue there. But uh, but when Derek came out, well, I was actually travelling him. What was it for the Rafe Rovers game? I, I, I burst out laughing initially. Then, a wee bit like yourself, I started to get a wee bit angry. You know, if he feels that way about his own side, take it out on your own side. But don't just take in the whole of Scottish football because... Aye, at times we, we can bemoan the lack of quality, but there's a lot to like about our game as well. Uh, I don't know, obviously with my boy playing abroad, but some of the other boys that have went out there, somebody brought up uh, the boy, is it Liam? Boy, used to be itself, Henderson. I mean, yeah. he's, he's been out there for what, five, six years. Lovely guy, by the way. And I tell you what, he took a wee bit of time to give Lewis a wee bit of advice as well. But there's a guy, you, you know, you're not a bad player if you can go out and cut it over in Italy or a number of years so uh, and look at the amount of guys that go south south of the border he's been there he's done it 
you know, uh, can, can deal with that level. There's a, maybe a, a, a difference. I felt when I was at Sunderland, this is a way back in the day, with the physicality, but, uh, but look at some of your players, the technical ability, they go down and cut it down there. Have you found it this year? SPL. Aye, good. But it's, it's no, you make a good point, my boys obviously moving on and doing well in other places. But for me, it, this is worth it. Oh, so it's up to us as fans, coaches, and players to make it better. Yep. So there's no use us coming out and digging our own when we're getting enough fit for elsewhere. So if Derek Adams is lucky enough to get a job up here again, I think it's his third stint at Ross County, then come and improve Scottish football, bring in better players, have better coaching, bring, in, bring through youth players, and then it's all get the words of one go. Look at look at some of the players that have came up this way as well, like the like say Joey Barton. I remember the boy Timo Puki that was at Celtic. Shane Duffy for the Premier League. Shane Duffy came yeah. up as well, and then I was even just to touch on your point about players in the lower leagues. I remember years ago I was watching your interview with Ian Murray um, before coming up. Dave Rovers, obviously, right, yeah, but he's were talking a wee bit about Dylan Easton. I remember years ago watching highlights him playing for Kelty and the the playoffs in the, and the lower league. league. That's right. Before you know it, he was he's now playing the championship and he's putting putting the ball in the top corner at Tanner. So there's a lot of quality in Scottish football. And the last thing we need is like managers and and people up here. Bring That's us a good you know? example with Barton because he thought he was going to come up and absolutely squish it, didn't he? Uh-huh. And he struggled. He still thinks. Oh man, he's still struggling. I think he's still struggling. Isn't he? Actually, I think, <laughs> I think he actually still thinks he did come up and do that. Seen some of the clips going about. Uh-huh. Right. Usually start with say like in Rangers, but this time we're going to start with Glenn's vodka manager of the month for December. Kilmarnock gaffer again, Derek McInnes, uh, joined by Callum Scott, Forever Never, the Kelly Fan Podcast. Callum, what a season. After struggling last year, uh, did you expect to be the Dizzy Heights of fourth at this stage of the season? No, absolutely no. We were talking before it to a few of the boys and saying that I mean, the start of the season has been incredible and I think Kelly are probably the team that most others, along with Indeed, to be fair, who have had a good start, that most fans of other clubs will be talking about is having a successful season, especially with the scalps against the old firm. Um, and it's great we've got that away record kind of out the window because last year we didn't win away from home until we beat St Martin with the first game, um, sorry, the last game before the split. So we're starting to pick up points away from home, keeping clean sheets and the home records carried on this year as well. And the amount of quality in that we've got going forward is... It's really impressive, so I delight it. Did you watch the interview with Derek? Aye, tremendous. Aye. He's excellent, really man. Aye, aye, he's brilliant. You hang off every word he says. Yeah, what's been the most noticeable change? You said away for him, but he put it into just uh, personnel players that he's managed to get in the summer. I think that last year he continued to say that Russ Richardson um, was his best signing and the best signing the club would make who's a recruitment guy. So I think he was trying to do everything himself last summer and he had such a uh, quick turnaround for going to the championship. We weren't really ready, so he kept us up with a championship squad. Even though I think Commander obviously should be competing kind of mid-table to higher up in the uh, Scottish Premiership. So I think the fact that he's had his recruitment guy, we'd done a lot of your business early. And again, the fact that Danny Armstrong's carried on his form has mm. certainly helped us. What players for you have impressed Kilmarnock this year? I, I think Danny Armstrong is obviously the standout the yeah. way he's performed this year. But uh, Watson, no, we again. spoke Watson. Uh, for me, he's probably one of the front runners for Young Player of the Year. Uh, we spoke about it at length at the start, the first fans forum. That I mean, every every fan at the table will tell you that going into a summer, the biggest thing for a manager is recruitment, and I still look at Derek's recruitment in the summer. Almost went for tried and tested. Lewis Mayo, he's had before. Obviously, Robbie Dees has played in Scotland for a number of years. He had Matty Kendi, he had Marley Watkins, uh, both at Aberdeen. Gary McKay-Stevens now, a huge open goal favourite. He's obviously had him at Aberdeen as well and knows him well. And they've all just fitted seamlessly. Uh, that's Stuart Finlay back at Kelly's another one. That's five, six players that have came back straight into the start of 11 and improved. How good's Greg Stewart's story about Stuart Finlay the morning? Brilliant. 
but I think obviously not just the recruitment in terms of the style and then the away form is the biggest one because away from home last year everyone talked about how the Arsenal was what sort of killer were hanging on to stay in the league uh, but their away form this year has been, been second to none I still think that for me we talk about Danny Armstrong and players I think Vassell's massive for them yeah. I really really do I think keeping him fit from now to the end of the season because he said his injury issues will be the difference between Europe or, or elsewhere Right Cam you got a question for the panel I was supposed to carry on and know that I'm here to sell our best players or anything like that but given it as January transfer window the likes say there's been a bit of speculation around uh, Danny Armstrong I mean how much do you use value on that who's, who's that to Who, who's looking at in the mix for him well, th- there's obviously been talk. I, I can a few uh, Rangers fan podcasts and that have put them forward, uh, and I think there's been uh, I'll, interest I'll, for America in that I'll, as well. I watched one of them, and I thought you called him a shite bag on a podcast yeah, before. I, I remember that. <laughs> I watched, I watched Armstrong. You know, smash some of the Rangers, and you were raging. Remember? He smashed well, Paris. That's last year. <laughs> <and get sent laughs> <up>. Because <laughs> he's got a wee bit about him. The nasty. Because he, and I like that in a player. Uh-huh. He's got. Uh, and what I was going to say, because I watched him at Wraith as well, and then somebody's mentioned Dylan Easton as a, mm-hmm. some, ter- hey, the football they played was excellent. Mm. But, uh, I think, and it's just me personally, I think Armstrong looking at him, and then you've just made the point there, I think he could cut it at a, at a, in a Rangers side. I think he's got that in him. Yeah. He, he, he clearly see in our, our game, he's a top player. So he is. And he's got that wee bit of devilment about him. Uh, it's been a position that Rangers have struggled to get someone to fill. Aye, and then you see they start that. to look further afield, you know, and they look at these guys that you have uh, for Argentina, uh, for foreign soils, and you start to say, we don't know too much about them. We don't know if they can maybe handle. Now, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way, how many, how long a time it takes you to settle in. Our culture is a wee bit different, obviously the weather as well. But uh, but sometimes it's staring you right in the face. Why do you why do you say that Rangers went away for signing domestic players? Because back what, five, six, seven years ago, it, well, it happened at, quite a lot, didn't Walter. it? Walter used yeah. to be it at times. You know, when he needed something, you know, like kind of midway through the season, he would go and, and source a player or two. You know, a Scottish player. Yeah. And uh, and more often than not when you've got somebody that's doing pretty well at uh, a, a club like yours, when they come in and it's not having a go at any of the, the boys, they're surrounded by better players, better quality, and uh, their quality will, will come through. I think you're right. Back in the day, that was obviously, you've seen so many examples of you know, Hearts and Hibs and teams like that getting raided by the old firm, but mm. I think it's more now a positive for the, uh, the Scottish game that you're seeing Italian teams, teams down south now coming out for their players. Yeah. Portis obviously going to Watford, obviously Lewis going to Bologna, so... You know, we've actually started getting players overseas and seeing how much they've developed and improved over there. Josh Doig's another one who I think is going to move again, but it looks it. But for me, when you look at Danny Armstrong, it's just that natural trajectory where he's been at Rafe, he's done well, he's then got his move to the SPL with Kelly and he's done really well again. I think statistically he's up there for assists. I think he's put the most crosses into the box. And I do think he is really much a Derek McInnes player, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think he's perfect for Kelly in the way they want to play, whether they play two up front, get it wide cross balls in the box. But... I wouldn't be surprised to see him have suitors in January. Well, in terms of figures, it's very difficult to say though. Let's ask Div, a Rangers fan, would Danny Armstrong be somebody you'd be happy with at Rangers? Yeah, I really, I really like Danny Armstrong. <coughs> I mean, we've got wee Ross in there, the news. He's, he's, he's doing yeah, he's really well, him. but I do think that position 
is is up for grabs. For years, Rangers have been playing centre mids at right wing. I feel like so. Yeah, definitely. And just to touch on what you were saying again, I totally agree. Um, for too long, especially Rangers, I feel like we've we've missed out on on too many players. Um, you spoke at Josh Doig, Lewis, of course. You look what he's went on to achieve for for years. I wanted Lewis because I felt like we needed somebody from midfield that could penetrate the box and, and get goals and, and stuff like that. So Danny Armstrong, he's there. Um I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that. Same with Shankland. Oh, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been one I've Shankland. I just think he's a he's a natural goal scorer. I mean you look at the old firm game, I think you look what Kyogo done and, and, and what Dessel's done with his chance, that was a big um difference between the two sides, what what both had in the boxes. So I think Rangers need a goal scorer. Even though we've brought Fabio Silva in, I think he was signed for 35 million or whatever, yeah. but he can play across the front three. For me, you go and get Shankland again, it's sterling you right in the face, he can score. He can score any type of goal, and yeah. he can date in this league. And I always think as well, in this league, see when they're doing it, against Rangers, against Celtic, home, away, in the Cups, that tells you they're that. a player. Yeah. So go uh, and get him. Yeah, Callum, prediction for Kelly, end this season. I think obviously finishing the top six would be brilliant. I think it would, I'm not saying I would be disappointed if we didn't finish in the top six now, but the fact that we're up there in fourth, if we can hang in uh, there or thereabouts, would be would be great. And hopefully a wee cup run as well starting Saturday. Brilliant. Which moves us on nicely to St. Man, Sam Smith from Misery Hunters. Uh, join us. All right, Sam, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. Uh, St. Man, top six last year. Would you be content with that again, despite early on being in the running for third? <sighs> we were in the running for third for... Well, Obviously, we got, I think it was up until October we were still sitting third in the league. Yeah. And I think a lot of our fans did get carried away. Like, I mean, to be fair, it's only natural that you're. I mean, we were going out most weeks and winning at that point, and then we hit a wee bit of a lull. Players go off form, but I think what kind of tailed us off was so many players went off form at the same time, and that can't happen in this league. Like we had, like Mark O'Hara. Obviously, it hasn't been anywhere near as good as it was last season. Obviously, we lost Ryan Strain, who's kind of was one of the main parts of how yeah. well we played we get the ball out to him and Tanza and I think now teams have kind of sussed us out a wee bit we've not really Robinson hasn't adapted as quick as I thought he would to change the formation last year we were 3-5-2 with Main and Ayunga up front or Main and whoever it was after Ayunga got injured and we had two big guys now we kind of play like a 3-4-3 and we're a wee bit more open mm. but I think if they, I mean I don't know what like Quan is for Celtic I don't I mean I don't think any Celtic fans around can even comment on him because he's only played two friendlies and the one game it was good the other game it was stinking so uh, I don't know. I thought we maybe had to get to January, refresh a bit, but I don't know. It's still, it's still there. Like I think teams in this league can go on, like when they don't win in nine, and then they can go and they can go on beating in nine or ten, and then they're shooting straight back up. They're looking at third or fourth, but I don't know. It just depends. It, it depends how how quickly we can start back. We've had such a, a dodgy run of games before Christmas, but in between that, like Sandwich and I win up at Aberdeen three 0 which completely came out the blue with how we were playing before that, but. Yeah. Third, I think third's gone. I think Hearts will. I think Hearts are sailing away in third, and they'll just continue to go ahead again. But I mean, fourth and fifth and sixth are, are still there. But I think top six should always kind of between like us, Dundee, Coman. I think for somebody to get in the top six, should always kind of banking on Hibs, Hearts, or Aberdeen having a stinky sure, season. Which for the last few years, either one one of them has. They've been loading at points. You just need to take advantage of it. But I don't know. I'd be content with top six, but. 
you're kind of wanting a wee bit more after yeah. last year. Uh, Sam, you got a question for the panel? Do, do you think Sutburn can finish in the top six? I mean, Andy, you'll have played against us this, this year. Do, do you think we're a wee bit different from what we were last year? Um, I think he's a... For me, I think I could say this about a lot of uh, uh, clubs at the table, but I think the biggest thing for Sutburn is keeping your best players fit. I, I think since Ryan Strain's been at the team, I think he's a main creative force. I think he has been all season, arguably last year. Uh, I'll probably upset a few here but I think he's the best right back out the outside old firm in the league I, I get slaughtered for saying that last I, year I think he is I think yeah, he's yeah. excellent I think um, I mean he's, we'll he's tell him how many free kicks he's scored against us every time we've played St Murn he's whipped in a free kick for 25 yards and I do think him and Tanzer on the other side I think Tanzer's had a brilliant season as well but you talk about availability O'Hara's missed a few games Back has been away now as well as, a, as an issue you look at the starting 11 that St Murn had against Celtic the last game before the split you had Boyd Munns who's sort of been in and out playing midfield. Flynn hadn't played for Flynn like two hadn't played for a long time playing in there. I think a younger for me, I, I really like a younger as well, but he's had fitness he'd issues. So. He done his ACL in January and since Aye. he's come back, he started like seven or eight games in the trot and like, there's some he gets to like the point like maybe the fifth sixtieth minute and like, he still doesn't look look ready. But I, I think you're I think you're spot on. I think it's about keeping players fit because yeah. that's that's what's kinda killed us a wee bit with it. Just the injuries at times have just been so unfortunate. I think we might have another one as well. That they're over in Spain and big Richard Taylor, he's injured as well. And he's been so important for us. And then it means we need to probably go out and recruit another left centre half. I've done less we want to pursue. Big Atkinson at heart, so be delighted with your shout there first. Straight <laughs> the best right back. Uh, what, do you, what have you made this up? No, but that's the difficulty. You know, we, when you lose your best players, I mean, I've watched them earlier in the season and they were they were terrific, mm. you know, just uh, without the ball as well, you know, and I think that he, he's big on that, uh, Robinson, and he, you know, that their work ethic, second one thing's for sure, they play for the manager, they give him everything, but it's about keeping your best players uh, fit, and that was when you're talking about strain, they were whipping boys, you know, into that back and He was crossing, Tanza was scoring, Tanza was scoring, I mean, I recall the game, I think it was at Motherwell, uh, I think he put two or three great deliveries Hanks in. I think the one strain that, Crosses in for about 30 yards and Tanza aye. runs in and volleys it at the back aye. post. Aye. And that's something that they work on. That's, that's something that's be designed. So, so that, and you can tell that with Stevie Robinson, they're working a lot of different stuff, you know, in training. Even when they go down to 10 men, which sometimes, yeah, a lot of, well, when I was playing, I can't even recall managers working on something like that when you went down to 10 men, how you would adapt. Uh, so he's obviously, uh, he, he works in loads of different stuff. Can I ask you something, Steve, if, if they didn't finish in the top six, it would be near us to get rid of Stephen Robinson, you, he deserves time, doesn't he? I think I said it before in the last one I was on, I think that was around about March or April time last year, obviously I'd said like, he was under a lot of pressure when yeah. he came in, a lot of the stuff he said in the press, like people did want rid of him and there was people... <laughs> St Man fans are so fickle there was probably people a wee bit desperate for him to fail and can I go back in his word because his whole thing when he came in was I need to get my own players in I need to put my own style in they did and he delivered as our best league season in, like, in my lifetime yeah. but uh, I, I wouldn't because I, I think he's the best thing that's happened to St Man for, for a long 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 time probably since Jack Ross did you like him on an interview? Aye, I thought, thought he was brilliant. He's a good uh -huh. listen. But I've, I've spoke to him a few times and they've been in and about the club and that. And he's a he's a look proper. You want to listen to him all the time. He's dead infectious. But uh, I wouldn't be in any rush to get rid of him. But there probably would be people now. I think he said it himself. I think he said it himself on the interview with you. Like expectations have raised. So yeah. naturally, fans get a wee bit more. I can't expect them. Well, there was people wanting, like, people talking about getting rid of him when we were on that wee bad run just before wow, Christmas. That's madness. I mean, I mean, that the, can the be expectations have been raised because the job he's done. Uh, Aye, so he's and then bit, how do players handle that? That's sometimes, you know, that expectation to go out and, and win because 
you look how well they've done, so that wee bit of pressure. They, they definitely, because I think it was the goal O'Hara scored against Aberdeen. O'Hara was getting dogs abuse, and like you can see it, like he's always for bar head, like he's a local boy, so he obviously hears all the stuff and he scores against Aberdeen and runs out of the away fans, you know, all that. So, but I mean, you're, I think, see for some of the stuff that you read on like, forums, that like they're entitled to go and do it. Like, it's abusing folk doesn't help. But Robinson deserves, if they didn't get top six this year, you give him another year, wouldn't you? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do finish top six. I, I, I think the run of form that they're on now, every club is going to have outside the old for them. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, you mentioned that you think that Hearts will run away with third. We had our spell at the start of the season where I think we only had one, maybe one or two in the uh, six or seven games or something. So every club sort of has that spell at certain times. Uh, the issue is, is, like he says, he's sort of, it's his own downfall of how well he's done because now the expectation is, right, can we improve again? Which is difficult because everyone's a sort of much for much in terms of the budget outside the old firm, maybe Hearts and Aberdeen and Hibs uh, to an extent. So it's about recruiting well, what we talked about, which I think, again, I think St Murn have recruited decent. Uh, I think they brought in a couple of good players in the summer, but for me, as in terms of their squad depth, I think they really need to keep their, their best players fit. What's your take on Gogic? I think he's brilliant. I think there was a lot of doubt him getting into centre-half, but I think... Better there, isn't he, I think? Goodwin signed him as a midfielder and then Robinson came in and straight fed like the minute Robinson came in and was like, oh, he's a centre-back that can play midfield. There he's sitting next to you, look. Huh? <laughs> 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 I think they were pretty... Then, obviously, after his loan, he was away for a few months and he came back and when he signed again, Robinson was like, oh, he's a centre-back. I used to watch him at Aki's. He's a good was, player. He was, a, he was a sitting midfield player, just played in front of the fence, the Aye. two centre-backs, and he was absolutely brilliant. The stand, Stat about him a couple of days ago that came into the BBC's like the most possession one in the league, and that's for centre half. And there's a lot of shouts they kind of put him back into midfield. Uh-huh. But I think for the way we play, like we we're a bit more we're faster at the back than we were last year, and we like yeah. to kind of get up in teams' faces. See if you've got a centre back that's as fast as him and as aggressive as him. It's, mm. I think you need him in there. I think yeah. if you a real competitor, if you it? took Gogic out of our midfield, I think would suffer it. Uh, we are defence I think would suffer a wee bit right brilliant Sam uh, we're on to Darren for Celtic Fans TV now if Darren looks miserable it's because he's working in Annan just now how yeah, is I'm that shattered man <laughs> what am I doing you weren't even meant to be here were you late, late nah, minute substitute mate. super sub again some man how come you're another first choice huh? how come you're another first choice some boring mate <laughs> <laughs> uh, right topsy turvy time for Brendan Rodgers since he came back positive start healthy gap clawed back but then he got that win against Rangers how would you assess his time so far back at Celtic <sighs> Up and down, hot and cold, I suppose, really. You can't really grumble because we're top of the league, but I think if you take the results aside and just look at the performances, a lot of them have been pretty lacklustre, especially because as Celtic fans in, in recent times were, were so used to success. And then if you think to last year, we, we had games wrapped up by half time, think to, to Tanadice and that when we were 1 9 nothing and all that. Mm. Like subconsciously, fans think that we're going to get it again, but it's not really the case. So I think we've kind of scraped through a couple of games, but ultimately he's going to get judged on the fact that he's top of the league. The the cup exit to to Kilmarnock in the first round didn't really help him at all, really. And that's when fans started going, oh, I should never have come back. I never wanted him back. But sometimes you think, oh, they're probably the same ones that say, oh, he's the best candidate for a job. So, I mean, the game before Rangers there was probably his most important one, I think, because there was a big debacle about if they beat Ross County, the one that was called off and then yeah. if they beat us they were going to go tap the league going into this winter break and that would have probably put a lot of pressure on them because there was fans after the the, the two games we lost to, to come on up in hearts people, people are phoning up and Andy you're probably on the phone ins hearing people saying that they want them sacked and all that I thought you were Which, saying I was phoning in was, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, but there's people on the phones wanting them sacked and all that so it has been a bit hot and cold, but I'll, what have you made of his comments that he's made when he continuously says that he needs more quality in the squad? Like Slane has been quite critical of him 
saying that, considering it was a squad that won a treble last year, I know the loss, what was it, Jotan? But it brought in players as well. What have you made of these sort of comments? Well, we're sitting here on about 17th of January now, and he's, he's brought in one player. We need a striker badly because all's away to the World Cup, and God forbid something happens to, to Kyogo. Joe Hart is, you know, I love him when he came in, the job he'd done that first season. But age catches up to everybody, I suppose, and it's it's obvious that Celtic need a new a new goalkeeper. So why not just get a, a new goalkeeper in the new? Doesn't need to over like, play over Joe Hart, but bring that first first choice keeper in the new. Let him settle into the team. Then Joe Hart's contracts up in the in the summer, so mm-hmm. bring that new goalkeeper in. But the main thing for me is not just talking about the, the quality of players he's brought in, because like you say, he's got a treble winning team, but. You look at some of those players who are, Greg Taylor was up for player of the year last season, yeah. had a shocking season. Ali Johnson as well, he's, he's just a shadow himself. The mm-hmm. only player that has really moved forward is, is, is Matt O'Reilly. You know, there's talk of him going to Tenter Milan and, and some of those other big teams, which he probably will, probably go in the summer because Celtic have shown that as soon as a, a bid over, I don't know, 10, 15 million comes in for a player, they're, they're happy to say go to door and then they'll, they'll bring in another 1.5 million pound player for, for some our team who'll start off rocky he's probably going to be about 21 years old take a few years to settle in then once he's a decent season he'll be punted off again then it's just a big circle I mean Hattati was a big one even though before he got injured Brendan Rodgers didn't fancy him you look to the, the first league game of the season they started David Turnbull over him yeah. but I think that midfield has really, really affected us this season because you've got a Ryland McGregor who, who a stick on but until the last like month or so there where they put Bernardo in and had a run of games, he was changing it every week. It was it was Thiago home. What did you not see in Hatati? What did what did you think he he didn't see and there must yeah, have been I'm, someone outside the plane. He must have wanted away or something. There's no way you're not playing Hatati. What we witnessed now for the outside looking in. Well, he's you know, signed, he signed, signed a new four year deal as well, so ah, yeah. he obviously wants to beat Celtic. Mm-hmm. So it's something I even think behind like, the scenes. Like you said, I thought the Paul Paul Bernardo one was strange as well. You'd only play the Champions League. Champions League games. Any domestic Aye. games it seems as if he was at the team and get flung into the sort of hardest games, but was it just a case that he had to adapt to Scottish football before? Because I think over the last month or so, I mean get it. He's been very, very good, isn't he? But I was, I was going to just ask you quickly before your question. I'm not saying that Nicholas Kuhn's a surprising signing because I think he wanted sort of three or four, but are you surprised that's the first in terms of the profile and position? Because I thought, seemed to me, like Celtic fans talking were thinking, set a striker, real problem position, a left-back to compete with Greg Taylor, like you said, a goalkeeper. Were you surprised that a, a winger was eventually the first in the door? 100%, mate. You look at the wingers, the new at Celtic, who are, who are not playing. you get Mikey Johnson, James Forrest, Yang... Uh, and then Maeda as well who's kind of you've got a badder coming mm. back so that's maybe seven or eight wingers after that Mahid so unless you're planning to get rid of Mikey Johnson or they're not going to get rid of James Forrest just I know he doesn't play and he's probably past his prime but I think just that sentiment they won't get rid of James Forrest so unless they're planning on loaning Yang out or, or selling Mikey Johnson it's just going to be mere guys who are, who are taking up that wage bill because there's already guys at the club who who are they going to play? Who are, like, like James McCarthy, Kobayashi, like these guys, Scott Bain, I know he's signed another deal as well. Like, these guys are only going to play. And Rogers actually said that a couple of months ago that he wants to bring in a few quality players as well, but he also wants to get rid of some yeah, as well. Yeah. But like, like I said, we're 17th of January and who, who's the only player that's left? I, can't, I don't know, has MD left Celtic so far? Just Montgomery coming back. Montgomery going well, well, I don't know. That's it. So, so why are these players still here? I, I... Uh, Dan, you got a question for the panel? Aye, so this question was for, for Martin, who's supposed to be here. It's, uh, what's your thoughts on all the, the young talent coming through the Scottish leagues going down to, to England so young and why can Scottish teams not hold on to them? Honestly, it's just as simple as the money. Fact money. 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 Uh-huh. It's, it's money. You don't know for sure, but you hear reported figures that some of these young boys are getting <laughs> offered and it's just changing their life. It's changing their family's life. I think, um, was no, it the look boy? At, look at we Gilmer. Boy? We can back a wee bit. That's what we Gilmer. 
you know, can uh, can done by Chelsea, sixteen year old, because I it was the money as well, but I think his family were gonna be getting looked after. So that's that's what they can bring to the party. So as it, it's as simple as isn't it. I for, mm. I, and I forgot his name, the boy that went to Aston Villa. I can't remember if it was for Rangers, but uh, mm. you know, I, I'd heard that they'd bought his mum and dad a house and it's like mm. you're a young boy and you're gonna get offered a, a, a Was a that Kerr Smith? Kerr Smith might have been I. Uh, I mean, so buying your mum and dad a house and it's changing your family's life, it's very, very difficult. I think the big thing for us, which I'd like to see more, is making you, when you can spot talent like that, that young, can you integrate them into the first team as okay. early as possible? Because, you, I, I mean, you're looking at Lennon Miller just now, 16 year old. If he wasn't playing with the first team, I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a team in England come and take him because he's getting the first team opportunity. And I even used, you talked about uh, Billy Gilmore, I, used to, I actually thought when I was there, just get this kid on the bench. Give him 10, 15 minutes here or there. We were in the championship, the team you're winning most games, sort of 2-3-0 with the last 15. Play this young kid yeah, and then yeah. see after a year of football, see instead of losing him for 250 grand, you might get four, five, six, twelve 12 million in the case of Nathan Patterson because you often find that it doesn't actually take these young boys playing a lot to get these moves. Nathan Parts and I say, oh, I think 12 games have been yeah. just 12 first team starts and ben, then for Ben Dogg's a big one as well because I think I'd kind of count after that made but how many minutes did he play for Celtic? Probably not even a full half and then you look at he's getting done at Liverpool and he's, he's playing he's coming on as a sub in Premier League games and I think he started a few of their early League Cup fixtures against like, a lot of teams so and again I, I think Ross McCausen you brought up Ross McCausen earlier it almost felt as if he went in through a bit of luck because there was injuries elsewhere and they got his opportunity and I always think when these young players got opportunities and I say this to every club Aidan Denham at Hearts just now they're fearless they don't mm -hmm. care like they're not they know that they sort of the fans will look after them because they're local boys and they can make these mistakes without any fear because they know they'll probably get a bit more leeway than these experienced players and then he gets his opportunity and he's not looked back since he's not been at the team since so sometimes you just need that chance and, and you know around about 15, 16 whether they've got that confidence about them whether they can go in, if you want to call it the big boys, into that dressing room and handle everything that goes with that environment. Because a lot of, a lot of boys will crumble, but, uh, but more often than not, and you're saying in this day and age, you know, uh, they've got a wee bit of, I'll use an old Glasgow word, a wee bit of gallusness about them, you know, and they can handle that, which I, I love to see that. Because the boy you learn at uh, Muller, by the way, he's an absolute, uh, yeah. Stand out, by the way. He's got to the top, Gogs, isn't By the way, I'd go as far as seeing, and no, even just, he's been the best player. He yeah. was the best player. And they missed him massively, didn't they? Uh, do, do you see he's back, aye? He's back. We played Good him last aye. night. He played. Miss him. They miss I'll tell you the score, but he did play. They could be doing something. Bad, bad night. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Ethan. Uh, Beck's linked to say, like, is he good enough to go and play that level? Absolutely. Yeah, he'd just stand out, wouldn't he? I will. I said it to you on the first one that he's an absolute yeah. player and I think Andy said it on the podcast that he's the best fullback in the league or the best left back in the league I certainly felt so watching him like again Harry Cochran will be oh, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting Alex Cochran I'm putting Alex Cochran slightly above him well it's like there's some players that you only have to watch for five minutes to know that there's something special Cammy Kerr isn't one of them <laughs> but uh, sorry I, I had that feeling with Glenn Kamara and Jack Hendry so you knew you knew like the trajectory of their career Beck's in that, that category Dan happy with that if Beck is to come in challenge Greg Taylor I think Greg Taylor needs that competition because, yeah. like I say, he's, he's been a shadow himself last season, but you also think is it, he's not going to get dropped for Alessandro Bernabe, so maybe it's like a, a subconscious thing that he knows he can maybe only get 80% and he knows, he knows he's not going to get dropped, so healthy competition is always good. Yeah, okay. I think he'd be a very good sign. Uh -huh. I think he's excellent, Owen Beck, I really do. Can and I actually think 
I said it in the podcast, the Celtic Dundee game at Dens Park's one of the most one-sided games I've, well, I've watched, but I thought Owen Beck was outstanding in that game, even though Dundee were sort of in the back foot the full game. He's played against Maeda, who's, for Rapid. whatever people talk about Maeda, he's very hard to play against yeah. with his pace and his intensity, and I thought Owen Beck dealt with him really well. Brilliant. Uh, right, we're on to Div. Uh, Div, was Beale the manager last time we were on? Unfortunately, yep. Right decision to get rid of him, and the right replacement in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody could probably pull a clip up of me for one of the, the previous shows, waxing lyrical about Michael Beale, but you've got to make it back a manager, haven't you? <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've really liked Clement since he's, since he's come in. I mean, you look at his resume, and one of the biggest things I like about him, the fact that he's challenged for leagues before, he's won leagues before, mm. he's, he's won cups, and he's got a real presence. And since he's came in, he spoke about the story. It looks like the players have bought into that. Just, I, I don't really read in too much about Celtic but just for your man there it sounds a wee bit a lot of negativity coming out there whereas from my point of view even though we're sitting second feels very positive at the moment you see the scenes after the League Cup final the fans were there backing them before the, the Old Firm game as well there seems to be a right you know upwards trajectory with Rangers at the moment there's a cohesion between the manager the players and the fans and, and hopefully that continues Where did Bill go wrong? Was it purely recruitment? Recruitment um, I think he's even came out in Sunderland and kind of threw Rangers under the bus a wee bit and then he's saying that he was doing different much, roles and all that uh, aye sort of stuff but um, I think he had a lot to to say in the recruitment guys like Lammers and Dessers and, and guys like that that just obviously haven't haven't been good enough but also tactically I know I, I was always everybody was talking Beal up and I, I kind of bought into it a wee bit as well because you're thinking he has got to come good but how do you think there's a big difference having, having looked at Michael Beale now for, for being a first-team coach and being a manager and all the pressures that come with that? Everything you say, especially being the manager of the Rangers, is just under the microscope. Yeah, the diff- He's a manager, Clement. Exactly, Beale and I think that's the coach. difference. Here. Right, and, and I'm not going to be too harsh on these two guys next to me because they do a lot of coaching. <coughs> I think I could put on a decent fucking session and the boys would be quite <laughs> I don't know about that see to keep the boys happy and that's what you try to do as a, as a coach when I was doing it for a short period of time I wanted to make sure because I, I used to put on sessions that I liked as a player as well or all with the ball and all that so I think uh, it's pretty easy I, I probably shouldn't say that to put on sessions like that but the hardest thing as a man management is to get players playing for you having that likability without having a soft touch and I, I think Clement it's just got that, you know, he can, uh, you can see that the players have took to him, but he's got that, but I s- steal about him, that steeliness, and the way he, he handles the press as well, you know, it's really impressive. Uh, doesn't he want to talk, obviously we're, we're waiting and signings coming in, but uh, he's only willing to talk about people once they're in the building, I just think there's a lot to, to like. About- see, on the pitch, what's improved on the pitch, is it the intensity of the play? I, I think the physicality. I think you can see that he's obviously when he came in as well. I think he was really surprised uh, by the fitness levels of the, of the players. I think that's why he's used over in Lamanga. You know, he used that as a kind of wee mini pre-season to get that fitness into them. Uh, Supposedly he's going to be on trunks every day. The, the organisation. <laughs> By the way, what did they get sent after the other... I don't know, but the photo that? was sensational, wasn't it? What was the tweet? The tweet was incredible. When you've uh, you've got the picture at eight o'clock and it's seven fifty, 
<laughs> just waiting on that big bell going get over it now. and I like the way you took his time with some of the staff until he, he made his decision what staff he was going to have run about him because uh, we have always been I'm, I've been one of them I've been clamouring for obviously you want that kind of Scottish influence in the in the in the, the dressing room or in the building and obviously he's got Alec in there Aye. as well uh, so but he took his time with all that you know, and I think that's important as well. You know, he's had a look at people. And he says that, he always talks about the body language as well, getting to know people. And, you know, it's not just what you like out in that park. It's what you like behind the scenes in that dress room because you've got a good dress room, a happy dress room. Uh, all it takes is one or two bad apples in there. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing can 40 pieces. So uh, I think that's what he's trying to, he'll take his time. And when he's bringing players in, It'll be about the person as well. Not that you've got to bring a quality player. It's, uh, and it must be so hard in this day and age when we talk about all the guys here, the squads that he's carry, you know, mm-hmm. the boys that are not going to be playing. That must be hard to deal with because I know what I would have been like if I wasn't uh, playing on a Saturday. I mean, I was uh, like a bear with a sore head, man. It's, it's murder. But I, as I say, be, 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 uh, Looking at him, he's, he's a manager, and I think that's what Rangers needed. They didn't need a coach. And some, he sold, hey, by the way, he sold me down the river and all. I thought he was coming in with all this exciting, free-flowing football, and these signings that were coming uh, through aye. the door were going to be top-notch. So, aye, he had me going. And, but, uh, and he'd, be, he'd be well advised to keep his mouth fucking shut, by the way. <laughs> when, when he went to Sunderland, honestly. Sometimes you think the same about you. Aye, but, aye. <laughs> because I think what he did, he sold his cell to the board as well. I can do this, I can do that, I can do this as well and all that. Just oh, talking just too con- much. Aye, just mm-hmm. concentrating the players. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Let other guys deal with other things that go in about a football club. Have you got a question, mate? So, just on, on Rangers, obviously. Um, do you think... I don't think, but do you think what we've got at the moment is good enough without any other signings to win the league? No. And if not, where do they need to strengthen? What positions uh, and such to well, win the league? I, I don't think we've got as good a squad as Celtic. I think they're stronger than as it was clear to see in the last uh, Old Firm game. You know, and, and that was a pivotal moment because uh, they've stepped up to the mark and we were expecting our players to step up to the mark. Then you, somebody made uh, Kyogo scores that absolutely different class we need something like that somebody that can pr- produce that so it's clear to see that we need uh, we need a centre forward or two the boy Silva has come in uh, I mean obviously he's a good player he's got good athleticism we might kind of disagree maybe a wee bit and one or two of them we were just talking before we come in, we're coming in he, I don't think he's a centre forward we need a centre forward and, I don't all, think he's known for scoring goals and I think that's aye. what we need kind of thing mm-hmm. aye, we need a goal scorer and actually somebody touched on was it Shanklin but Shanklin there we need a goal scorer uh, it's clear to see I think in the left back area obviously we we red van who I, I don't know what your take I, I I don't really rate the wee fella. I think the last, his last performance before the winter break was really, really good. It's about fucking time he's been there for about a year and a half, man. <laughs> exactly, how much they cost? Five mil or whatever. And then, did, did yeah. you watch the game on uh, Saturday as well? Never caught it, but apparently done all right. 
No, it was he hopeless? Right, but I, I tell you what, I must be watching. <laughs> I just felt talking then. I, honestly, <laughs> you just you could see how they would target. You would target that left back area, and any time Hertha put a ball mm. into that area, he didn't even go to challenge because he's no. He knows he's not going to win it. He's dropping now, so it was allowing players to get the ball in possession, high up the park, and mm. they were starting to play for. Shankland done that. Ibrooks as well. Peeled off. I, 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 I think that may be a weakness. So, and with Barisic as well, I think he's, he's a good football player, Barisic, but. But I think, again, that's clear to see we need that position needs filled as well. You say, man, well, Again, I'm the same. I think Celtic's current squad's stronger than Rangers. Uh, I think, for me, I think they've got the right man at the job. And I know it's early, but for me, the early signs are there. I think he speaks really well. Uh, I, I, I like the way they put, uh, the team are playing in terms of more intensity. But I think he needs help. I think he needs to get sort of three, four in the door. But for me, it's starters. It's no squad players. It's got to be guys that are coming in and improving their living. Uh, I mean, I've said this for a full year, but I, I still don't understand how they're not being linked with a right winger. I, I mean, it's <laughs> uh, for me, I think it's six, seven windows we're talking now that Rangers need a right winger. I, I, I love seeing Ross McCoy's. I love seeing young players at all clubs getting opportunities, but it's, it's very difficult to rely on him every yeah. week. And he's the only really one that can sort of play that position. Yeah. Uh, so for me, striker, right winger, uh, and obviously left back is, is a priority. But I, I think they need more to win the league. Right, they win the league cup, and it was against Aberdeen. Uh, background. Is this your first time, Robbie? First time, though. Second time. Second time. Yeah. Right, mate. European group stage football and a cup final so far for Barry Robson. But league table, no being great. What have you made it the season so far? It's been a bit of a roller coaster this season, to be honest. Under Robson, I would say the majority of fans, even with beating Ross County before the winter break, are still thinking he's on borrowed time because the style of football hasn't been great. But as you point out this, I. In Europe, Aberdeen didn't disgrace themselves at all. Mm. They beat recent Europa League winger, winners, Andrew Frankfurt, like Abitagi. Yeah, folk could say, oh, it was a dead rubber, but they still produced that. And then they held their own against Greek top opposition and HDK. So we've shown this season that we can go toe-to-toe with decent teams. But the league form has been dreadful. I was sitting here listening to them saying about Kilmarnock coming up to Torgy and winning, breaking that away day. Duck, you've got St Mirren, Thrash and Aberdeen in yeah. Patology basically emptied with 10 minutes to go. And that shouldn't be right. So it has just been a lot of ups and downs. And the problem I have with Barry Robson is he's really, really stubborn. Like he's signed 13 players in the summer. And we'll all know as Scottish football fans, it can be a hit or a miss even with higher budgets with the players you sign but I just think he doesn't trust his full squad at the moment and what, and what have you made of the style of play as well because that was a big thing for Aberdeen fans when Derek McInnes went they wanted a better style of play any game that I've seen it's pretty hoofball is it I, 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 and you look at the quality of players you've certainly got in the middle of the park uh, was it not the last game against County I think I, I just heard the Conor Barron came back into the team uh, and he yeah. controlled the you midfield know, I don't know why he doesn't play uh, you know you've got some terrific football players in there so why do you not play to your strengths and at times of when Route one, yeah. you know, and, and you hear uh, Barry talking about the running power, the effort, the commitment. I think there's a lot more to that squad. I think there's a lot more quality in that squad. I think he, he, he doesn't play to their strengths, to be honest with you. How has the style of play been? Has it been different, the style of play for Europe to, to the league? Yeah, absolutely. I think in Europe it can work with the style that he wants to in playing counter-pressing football, to mm. quote him, and picking moments to attack teams and then when they do they've got players such as Duke who I don't think his league form has been great but I think he scored three goals in Europe and was really pivotal and then Miofsky I know we've probably got on to speak about just how good a player he is I know he's been maybe press linked with Rangers and Celtic but on paper Aberdeen in every position have got good quality players. 
players, but I just think he's not utilising them. We've seen the county game, the Mullerwell away game, when Aberdeen have won. They played the ball on the deck, used good players, Leighton Clarkson. Aberdeen fucked out a decent fee for from Liverpool. You're not at Liverpool if you're a bad player growing up. And you've seen that, some of his quality, the passing, the goals and assists. But when the ball's just going over his head, it's not helping anyone. So I think the style of play, Robson likes to use Nicky Devlin, who I would probably count it as being one of the best right backs in the league. Oh, fucking everyone can be the best <laughs> right back in the fucking league. <laughs> but but he's, he's missed a consistent, if that, and I think he is right wing back is really good, but the problem is when you're using wing backs rather than wingers, it's just not helping Aberdeen and we're one of the lowest scorers in the league for having yeah. Miofsky. Where would be without Miofsky? I don't know. And if, if he actually got a, um, like peak, proper service yeah, by yeah, wingers. Yeah, peak Johnny Hayes or peak yeah. Niall McGinn, McGinn from back in the McInnes era. I think Aberdeen in Miofsky could be on 20 goals by now because he's feeding off scraps and that's, to sum up the question, that's a style of play is the moment. Hoofball and it's not really good enough. I'm sorry to say it for Barry because he has brought runners up in the League Cup and we've done some good things. But overall, eighth place at this time of the season is not good enough. Is there a fear they'll lose me off in January? Do you think they'll still be there? Um, I think it would take a lot of money for, for Aberdeen to uh, let him go, to be honest. Um, I think every every person at the table will probably be wanting their, wanting their manager and their, their club to bring in players in January. But for me, I just don't see that. I think their squad's very, very good. And I wouldn't be surprised now that they're, they're just playing Saturday to Saturday with no Europe to see a real upturn in form. But uh, for me, Duke's been a real weird one this year because for last season, I just thought, mm. like... Where have they got this guy if you're known for Benfica? He was ripped right up and, and uh, like you said, I've watched every European game Aberdeen played and when you see Duke play, how is he not playing the league? Like, and I know you said he might have had a different form, but for me, when you're, you've got a player as talented as Duke, you, play, you let him play through his form and yeah. find it. Uh, but I, I don't think there's much worry in terms of personnel. I think the squad's really good. Uh, but like you said, I, j I just think that. So I know it's Saturday to Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go out. Have they not been forced to play mere football? in Europe than they have maybe and then maybe Barry's looking at or oh, domestically yeah I, and I think Barry maybe just overthinks things as well because oh. he'd play no offence to Ewan from Livingston but he'd go to like Livingston and be like using excuses oh we couldn't play football on this pitch and everything but you shouldn't use that excuse it, it deserves to be sacked for conceding a goal yeah. to us that's a great point you you just brought up there saying playing into their hands you think, you yeah. think he overthinks things because yeah. the guy you're sitting next to you speak about Derek McInnes, I think he just keeps it simple. Mm. And I think yeah, that's the beauty point. of Derek McInnes. You know, he just asks the players to do what they're good at, but see if they can make them better at that. Uh, but I just think Barry does that. I think he is. I think you're right. I think he does. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you can spot that as well because sometimes Aberdeen fans can argue among each other with Barry, Barry in, Barry out, and should we stick by when people say, oh, yeah, he hasn't enough time on the training pitch because of this, like Thursday, Sunday sort of thing but when we are seeing that come to fruition in Europe and even in the cup and even, you look at Michael Beale got axed after losing to Aberdeen so we've seen Aberdeen can go toe to toe with top teams and play football counter attacks, score good goals but why play into other teams' hands? No disrespect to St Mirren's, Kilmarnock, Livingston's, but Aberdeen on paper should have that quality to be penetrating their goal and scoring more goals. And I, not, I think Aberdeen made a knee-jerk appointment with Robson. I don't think he should ever got the job. I, I think he had a decent run when he first took it, but 
I mind watching you is when he was an interim charge against us and it was a worse McInnes style of football and Aberdeen fans hounded him out the door so I don't understand why they then went with Robson personally Did you agree with that? Yeah no I would have to agree I think Dave Coymack's very much I, you probably see him um, on Twitter and everything when everything's going well he wants then I, to Then I get mentioned about a Derek placement He goes with the fan over majority and sometimes social media can't be that and he kind of was pressurised because of that for him to get third at the end of the season even though they got thrashed I think 5-0 by Celtic lost at Tynecastle it was dipping and the red flags were there at that point I'm not going to say I didn't want Robson because I thought he was doing a decent job he could have been but I think it was just rushed as Yoon said we could have got an experienced manager and Derek greatly points out but the squad Aberdeen's got two players for each position he got well backed in the summer they can't have lost two thirds of the games nearly this season and I agree. Really? I think they're massively uh, underachieving. Yeah. They're with the players that they've got at the club. Uh, have you got a question for the panel? Yeah, I do. And it's kind of to Andy, but just more in general. My pro- another issue with Robson, I've noticed he only seems to use, despite having two players for each position, seen just at the start of the month, Reese Williams go back to Liverpool out playing a game, he only seems to use the same core like 13 or 14 players and it's guys like Vinny Bissauen I read like the match programmes and all the players always say best player in training Vinny Bissauen not been seen despite being fit in over a year um, what do you think is the reason why you've been in dressing rooms why a manager would not use certain players or just stick to loyalty so much it's difficult to say because I, I think quite often if you find a manager picking the same players it's because they trust them in certain games but I think when Aberdeen's form is where it is you'd be expecting other boys to get opportunities uh, again like I says for me when I look at Aberdeen their best players and their best team I think Duke's got to be in it and I've seen a lot of big games this year domestically that he's not been involved in uh, again I would still worry more how much have you talked about Leighton Clarkson last year yeah. I, I thought Leighton Clarkson for Aberdeen last year was excellent I don't think he's quite had the same season this year as he has last year um, but it's, uh, it's difficult to say uh, especially if you're saying that the players are saying in match programmes that he's one of the best trainers I think it's because uh, if, if you're, like, you're asking me what would usually happen it's because they're not doing enough in training that's why they're not on the team so it's the hard ba- to the say Barron one's a strange situation as well isn't it? I think he's Connor not Barron's consistently the, I think Conor Barron's arguably the biggest one because I think he's one that Aberdeen fans were saying was was, was Arguably Aberdeen's best player over the... This yeah, and he was linked with Celtic last summer as well. Yeah, so I think he's linked with, with Rangers, Rangers and well, Celtic yeah. now, is that right? Towards the end of the season. So, uh, again, you wouldn't be surprised to see him now linked away if he's not getting uh, getting game time at Aberdeen. So, it's difficult. But, as I said, I think Aberdeen have got the squad to improve. Uh, and I think now that it's, it's week to week, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if they don't go on a run, to be honest with you. Should they let Lewis go earlier? Don't oh, yeah, Then I start. Don't know, it works in his face. Don't know, right? Every has for a reason, mate. Right, uh, right, we're joined first time by Liam Corbett. Uh, this is my story podcast. Big round of applause for Liam, lads. Thanks for having me, boys. Right, Stephen Naismith again. Probably like missed the guys here. At one point, looked like he was under pressure. Managed to clock back, gets a derby win. Now comfortable in third. Happy with how things are going? Aye, well, you can't argue that we're third, but we were third round about this time last season and just to go back to your Aberdeen man's point I think Robson and Lee Johnson probably benefited the most from Robbie Nielsen's demise because I don't think either of the two of them would have survived if Hearts had finished third and did what we were supposed to do last season so 
I feel sorry for Naismith because he, he started the season having to bring his daddy work, which the club forced him to bring. Bring his what? He bring his daddy work? <laughs> bring his daddy work. Right? <laughs> 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 he had to come to training with Frank McAvoy or he wasn't allowed in the building. And I didn't think that set him up for success. <laughs> uh, but we talked about there, you're, you're, you're talking about Derek McInnes probably doing one of the best jobs in the league. Stephen Robson knows the league. And they've all got something in common and I think Hearts have stumbled onto it after we get beat it. Celtic, uh, by Celtic at Tynecastle, we've just kept things simple. And I think the managers that have stopped trying to be a bit too fancy, play to your strengths. I think we've suddenly found a formation that's maybe not the most glamorous. We're playing you know, a three-five-two or five-four-one, whatever way you want to see it. But it gets our best players in their best positions on the park, and I think we're reaping the rewards for it. Uh, so, any manager that finishes third wins matches. He's done a brilliant job to turn it around, to be fair. Here's a question for you. Have you stuck Shankland and Aberdeen or Hibs team? Would Hibs be third right now? Aye, Andrew and Hearts would not be third. Uh, but aye, he's been the main difference. But I think we've now set up to try and play to his strengths. Whereas before... He's playing I, in the 10 though, not I've, I've seen him play the Strange, 8. You, you've seen, and I don't know if it's because he's so determined to be involved in the game that he'll, he floats into different places because he's such a big impact on the team. But I without Lauren Shankland you're, uh, if you played for Aberdeen you played for Hibs played for any of them they'd all be sitting third because he's a machine Yankee stays 100% Yankee he has to he has to Hearts can't sell uh-huh. uh, you can't sell we'd spoke about there earlier about the, the young guys going down south and the Derek Adams comments one of the things that I think Scottish football needs to get better at is if Rangers were serious go pay the 6, 7 million you paid it for Dessers Lauren Shankland is Hart's joint European top goal scorer in a year and a half he's Hart's in the top 40 all time goal scorers if he stays he's going to get 50 by the end of this month for Hart's he'll be the quickest since Robbo his stats are phenomenal he scored against Rangers he scored against Celtic he scored at Hamden he scores in Europe Hearts can't sell he's worth Stand, too much money standard these last couple of goals have been oh, a, a joke, joke. the Hibs and Livingston joke, goals are incredible the, the St Mirren one uh, yeah. it's incredible the wee dink and just bangs it top bag is that how much it would take 6, 7 mil well you've got if you looked at this season right I think it's if, a bit high if Hearts finish third it's worth 5 to 8 million pounds for the club he's got another year left we get Europe next season it's another 5 to 8 million without Lauren Shankland I think you might still be the third top goal scorer at Hearts. <laughs> I think it's. Surprise me. I think it is. I think second top's own goals, but I think it's it Shanklin, Gino, you own goal, John Robertson, you you scored the couple. <laughs> uh, like, so his goals are worth too much, but just everything about how he plays, and I think biased, obviously as a Hearts, but he looks like he enjoys it, and you know yourselves how important that is when you're at a football team where you feel loved. And you feel valued, and I think since he become captain, he's just went. Well, that's levels. that's that's a big thing that I've said uh, when people talk about Longshank leaving Hearts. Is we hear so much about how Hearts last year was the, the highest profitable year because they guaranteed Europe past Christmas. Well, you're sitting in third, and we're talking about if this guy's not in the team, you're potentially no third. Why would you sit on for less than five million? Why? When you're guaranteeing, if you finish third and guarantee Europe again, you're making this money. Why would you significantly diminish your chances by selling your best player in January? So I think it's going to be very difficult to... Uh, for me, I, I would be amazed if Hart sold Shanks in January. Amazed. I just don't see it happening. And then in the summer, maybe you're talking different scenarios because Hearts have obviously uh, got the, the European windfall again if they finish third and then they can go and recruit again. But I, w- I think it would take a serious, serious bid to get rid of them. Fair Rangers point of view, would you just pay five million quid for them, Derek? Absolutely. Aye. 
You're getting his right foot for five million. You just you just see the early. You were going like you, because you're right away. You go six, seven. You know why do we go and fork out that money for lammers, deserts, and that? When somebody who's cutting it in our game, and I mean I've I've watched him since he was at Air United. He had his uh, troubles up at Aberdeen as well. I think the penny dropped in it. I think it tells you everything. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't even spoke to Andy about this, uh, what he's like behind the scenes. But to get the captaincy, that speaks volumes to the guy. Because uh, he's probably at an age, what is he, 28? He's matured. He's got his best years ahead of him. But then you hear some of the Rangers fans talking about a selling clause. Don't worry about selling clause. You're going to get four years. Mm. Uh, the best four years out of Lauren Shanklin. So if it takes that five to six million, go and get it. If you're serious about winning... Thanks. Yeah. You talk about your, his character as well and, and scoring at Ibrooks and Parkhead and, and Hamden and whatnot. We, as I think, as guys inside a changing room, look at scenarios. So I look at Lon Shankman and think mm. how well he's done in derbies, right? But the last derby was one of Lon Shankman's poorest performances, I'd say, for Hearts, and he misses mm. a penalty. Yeah. How many players is that affecting? Nah, Whereas in the 90th minute comes, he comes up with a big moment. Again, misses a penalty against Livingston. For me, it affects other characters. Didn't affect him. Yeah. He ends up showing the winning goal. So I think. For me, do you then look at him playing for a Rangers or a Celtic, 50, 60,000? He can handle that as well, so it's another I, I don't see, I don't see Celtic or Rangers paying five, six million for a, a 28 year old. To be mm. honest, either they are, but for me, that is what Hart should be looking for minimum to get rid of him in January. No, I agree, but just, especially Celtic, I don't know about Rangers too much, but they like to buy, you know yourself, they like to buy young and, and try and get that return on investment, mm. but they're not going to get out with Shankland, so. I, I, I don't see him. I don't see it happening. We, we like to rip the arse out a wee bit. So <laughs> what about three million in serial deserts? <laughs> <laughs> I think even for Shankland in January, obviously I have a sight set in the Euros. If he goes, doesn't he score? Doesn't he play? Play it. I mean, he's at Hearts. He's going to score probably twenty, thirty goals this season. Staying there, he's going to put himself in the shot window the best. I think if Hearts can get him to sign a contract, maybe put in a release clause that gets him wedged up if he moves. I think that's probably the most sensible outcome for both parties because it's too risky with the Euros and that right now to go to any club that isn't maybe Celtic or Rangers and I don't see them paying the money for them. But I would never bosh out your podcast. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about fees, like, again, what if Lauren Shackner says that Hearts goes to the Euros and scores, wins, wins Scotland in the Euros? <laughs> Obviously, scores one or two goals for Scotland in the Euros. Thought you were off a drink, fuck uh, sake. <laughs> but, then, but listen, then your five, six million pounds that we're talking about is nothing for a guy that's going and scoring in Europe and uh, in the Euros, sorry, and Dave for Scotland. So, I, 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 again, I'm... I might be completely wrong, but I'd be amazed if he left and joined. Uh, got a question for the panel, mate. We were just talking about Shanklin there. Obviously, he's been offered a new contract. Does when you're a player, do you think about legacy? He's obviously sitting here right now. He's he's in the same brackets and the scoring ratios as Robbo. Now you've been at Hearts with Robbo. You know what he means to to the football club. Does that pay or play any part in your decision to stay at the club or is it all about like what we talked about with the young boys is it does money talk is that more important than legacy and being a legend at a club I think it's a good listen it's a number of factors I think fundamentally I know for a fact that Lon Shankman spent a couple of years three four years in his career no enjoying his football I know when he was over in Belgium didn't enjoy it over there he came back and he's found his love for football again at heart so I think that plays a part but of course money talks if somebody's gone and quadrupling his wages and changing his family's life I think it, it can be important but one thing I obviously know is he loves his time at Hearts his family love it he's, you know, his, his kids are always running about in the Hearts jersey and, and he, I, I think everyone knows they would be daft not to know how much the Hearts fans love him as well so it's reciprocated so I don't think he's going to he's never going to be one guy that's going to be forcing his way out the door at all I think he's one of them where if the club are happy with a fee they receive and he's happy where he's going to go I think you know, he could potentially leave, but he's never going to be forcing it his dogs. I know he loves his How close could Hearts get to paying on what he would maybe get at Rangers? Uh, but there's a lot to be said about being happy. Yeah. You know, he's a captain of the club. You're talking about legacy. I, I mean, I never even thought about it. See, he's a young guy. The only time it became serious is when uh, I had my, my first son. Uh, well, obviously, I'd, I'd, uh, Lauren, but then we with the boys and all that coming and then, then the, the, the kind of penny drops and you think fucking hell I've been just playing at this for the last seven, eight, nine years mm. and then you start to realise by the way my time's running out you know you get to 35 you're, you're done and dusted so you've got to make the most of it so maybe that'll play a part in you know Lawrence making that decision but, uh, but being captain being happy in the environment in the three years I was at Hearts I love my time here I loved the dress room when I walked in there. I loved all the guys here. Uh, and looking back, in hindsight, I, I shouldn't have left. You know, I shouldn't have went down to London. I should have stayed there because I was really happy. Remember, we had a wee conversation, you know, uh, was it about a year ago walking up and you were coming and singing half the same hymn sheet as me. Hearts is a great club. 
I love hearts. I love playing for hearts. I had the hearts him sheet used to were singing. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, but, uh, and it can be a tough place to play, don't get me wrong, but uh, but when you're at it and you're getting it your all, oh, they're, they're, a, they're a brilliant bunch to play in front of. You just mentioned there about Hink, his hearts fans were at a point now where obviously we're fan owned now. The club gets phenomenal amounts of money mm-hmm. for the fans. If hearts are realistic about their ambition, which is to try and close the gap between Celtic and Rangers, they can't get there paying three and four thousand pounds a week. You know, you have to go show some ambition and say, play our cards, here's what we're on to, because European money, better players, pay the wages. You you don't get to the next level unless you go and invest in the squad. So I think it would be a massive statement for Hearts if they put and made Lauren Shanklin the highest paid player at the club. I don't think any of the players would begrudge that because he's keeping them <laughs> in a job. They'd be yeah. playing the championship if it wasn't for him. So aye, I'd like to see Hearts show a bit of ambition when it comes to him. Brilliant. Right, we'll cross over to Edinburgh Rivals Hibs. Joined by Ewan Wilson for down the slope. Just before we go on, how good was that, uh, Gaz and Deeks on the Hot oh, Wings Challenge? Unbelievable. We had uh, Gary on a cup about a month or two after, just after that. It was unbelievable. He's some, some laugh like. Thank God it wasn't live though. There was a mountain of editing happening after that. <laughs> Mate, that is, that is genuinely what he's like to it. People add to me, surely he's fucking putting that on. But he genuinely he's, is like that, isn't he? He's like business partner or whatever with the charities. The exact same. I couldn't get a word in Edgeways. Well, we done Ian Murray there and Gaz was like, come at my charity. The Proclaimers are singing it. I was like, to Ian Murray, did the Proclaimers talk? He's like, did the fuck? <laughs> the were singing. Kevin, Kevin Bridges was doing a stand up Oh what a hero uh, Right Nick Montgomery Sorry Nick Montgomery replaced Lee Johnson Made a positive start Started to waver a wee bit That Derby defeat hard one to take Is there pressure on him now in this January window He needs his own players in didn't he Nick Montgomery There's no pressure on him because he's no Lee Johnson You know like uh-huh. Al- Replacing Alex Ferguson's the hardest job in football Replacing Lee Johnson's easiest job in football <laughs> like, it's that simple like because he's had 16 league games there would be pressure on him if he hadn't followed that clown and we've been incredibly inconsistent he came in and we were playing some good football we were free flowing and but it's still uh, it doesn't work he does need his own players but I, th- I would struggle to have anyone say that 1-11 Hibs aren't a good team you know Dylan Levitt Joe Newell Martin Boyle Dylan Venti Eli Yuan but I think it stifles them in the final third that we're no creating chances anymore. The Hearts game was, I think you'd agree, it was shit. You know, it was awful. Like you're saying the games are exciting, that wasn't it? And that's been the case for most Hibs games in the last couple of months, probably since the Aberdeen game actually, where we battered Aberdeen at Hamden. And it's like he's sort of went into his shell a little bit, or the players have, it's not quite sure, but. We play four four two two in the middle and we get overrun in the middle of the park mm. all the time. Most most teams play three in the middle, either three five two, four three three, whatever. Especially for teams that want to keep possession, but there's usually three in the middle of the pitch, aren't there? We're, we're trying to keep the ball. Dylan Levitt, for all his strengths, can't he run really. You know, he's, he's slow, yeah. he's not very weak, he's no very aggressive. Joe Newell's the opposite. We need someone to come in and probably sit beside the pair of them, really, but it just it's no working, is is the truth. We need to see ninety minutes. Can you want a new manager to come in and have something to hang your hat on? We played we scored an unbelievable goal at Dens. I think the first goal absolutely sliced them open for the goal kick and why are we like four months in hanging on to one goal? You know, mm. you should you should be able to say that ninety minutes is what we're gonna see under Nick Montgomery. So I think nothing's happening in January. They've just been off to Dubai for a week or so. Uh, like the boys said earlier I don't know if they all took the holiday off and not even looking at signing anyone really mm. it's, it's been Hibs are sick from the table it's average and 
I'm already just hoping to see the summer. I think there'll be difficult conversations with good football players like Martin Boyle's been off it. Dylan Venn, he looks a shell of the player that came in at the start of the season. Doesn't he even take shots? You know, like he's, he's no there. He's dropping in to make up that extra man in the middle of the yeah, park. Pitch, but yeah. we need him at the penalty spot when Boyle or Yuan get to the byline. Like, uh, it's just, <laughs> he needs players that suit that style of play or he needs to change it. But So what, you said centre midfield, centre back? Aye, right through, the mid, right through the middle, goalkeeper, centre back, centre midfielder and striker. Someone to try and get the best out of Dylan Venn. But it's hard because you wouldn't say drop Levitt or drop Newell. But you're saying sign a centre mid. Yeah. It's for me the formation doesn't work in this league with the players he's got, which makes it difficult. Because he's flipped between Levitt and Jago, isn't it? Which Jago's probably the opposite. He's got legs, but he can't play like Neil can play. Jimmy Jago's got legs. Has, can you know? Does he, I thought he gets a bit of the pitch and tackles Peter Jago, nah. He's quite. He's quite doggy there. Uh, aggressive, he's, huh? Come he's on. Attacker. Just being kind <laughs> in case you bump into him. Like, no, um, Jimmy Jago's just about ten yards late, and that's why he, it's like he'll make a foul. You go, that's a good foul. Aye, because he should have been there five minutes ago. Yeah. He's, but he's, he's, he's got about as much legs as Levitt. It's just the balance is a little bit off, but I do think when it when it goes right, it will it will get right. See, when McDermott came in, you thought the reason was because there would be early signings in January. That's why he was brought in. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of Hibs fans, uh, especially the guys that do the podcast, we're starting to question that. He seemed to do a decent job in, in the summer. And the, and the whole reason that you bring in a director of football is that you've got a consistent plan regardless of manager. Yeah. But, and Hibs should, as far as I'm concerned, should, there should be cash there. You know, we, we sold some players towards the end of the window. We had a, I was going to say a half decent run in the conference league, obviously winning in Switzerland in the Villa money. There should be money there to be spent, but it's, it's not looking great. You know, we're well, over halfway through the window and we're, we're weaker now, probably. Like, there's four players off at the international tournaments and like the Motherwell game, we had three senior players on the bench and we've probably got about, arguably a full bench of players missing there now but they players are players that are quite constantly injured you know Chris Cadd and Jake Doyle he's good players but you can't really hang your hat on them to play 30-35 games a season Derek what are you made of Hibs this season? Do, do you know to be honest I've noticed saw an awful lot of them but what I, I have liked that he's brought in somebody he's no scared to give the younger players you, you know their opportunity Aye. but I can, I'm listening to you what you're saying when you're uh, you're speaking very well of that, you know, tactics, but it doesn't sound like he's going to change for that 4 4 2, but it's all about finances. He's, playing, he's played it every time. Bringing and, yeah. that calibre of player in. Uh, but in the meantime, I like what he's doing with the younger boys, bringing him, introducing him into it, because we just spoke about it earlier. Sometimes we're quite. Uh, uh, we don't want to give these young boys their opportunity. So I like that. And sometimes it happens for a reason. The young boy maybe, 16, the, maybe the money yeah, isn't there. So but again, that's that's by default more than I, anything else. I know you know, I, Meg was doing really well at Airdrie, and he came back for the for the squad in Dubai. So we're not quite sure if he's staying with the first team or if he's uh, going back to Airdrie. But Whitaker's done all right, but he's no uh, he's not ready. You know, like it's he's very safe on the ball. You know, he doesn't play in first time, doesn't really do anything. But you'd expect that he's sixteen years old. He's only just come out of school, just signed his first professional contract, but. Mm. He seems to be delivering on the promise of young players, but I think as well that's been more by default than design. Boy, Fair does a fullback, isn't he? I met uh, him. We've you've got seen him pick up a few man the matches there, didn't he? I think he's had to play the monthly like two or three times. Um, Josh O'Connor's there and all, and we had Murray Aitken there, but he picked up a knock. Um, it's, Hibs just need, we do need players, but it's not like you couldn't, like I said earlier, you're not screaming at the start and 11, maybe similar to Aberdeen. Like, you would look at the team and go, that's all right, but we need players that are of a similar level so you can 
Tate Martin boil out if he's not performing mm. there's not that massive drop off are you expecting few in this window or well, it'll be quite quiet if you'd asked me two weeks ago I would have expected that I would have liked to see a couple of players in for the forfeit game because the first league game's uh, Rangers but we can only go off of what's in the media. There's, we've been linked to like a 17 or 18 year old for Australia, but he's going to stay there on loan. There's been murmurs just come out the day about a player in, in Germany, but he's been playing for Herfer's second team. But they signed him for four million for Nice a few years ago, but he's hardly kicked a ball because of the injury. Two months ago, the manager done an interview saying we'll only bring in players that are going to make an immediate impact on the first team. So, you know, it's just a little. I'm not saying things aren't right. I think we will get it right, but I don't expect much for Hibs the rest of the season. Top six. But I think we'll come up short if third or fourth at this moment in time unless sun change before the end of the window. All right, mate. You got a question for the boys? Aye, so just sort of on what I was saying, you can tell I'm a bit yeah, not in a great mood with Hibs now, but as a fan, I would expect Hibs to finish third or fourth pretty regularly. But you three, obviously, uh, have different allegiances. What do you, would you expect year on year from Hibs? Because I actually think being Hibs manager is one of the hardest jobs in the league because you are expected to challenge for cups. You are expected to consistently finish third and fourth, but you're operating against two teams of similar size but probably slightly larger budgets as well. I, I, I think for me it's you talk about comparing budgets I think across the league you probably are top top six uh, but I think like most clubs I think these deep cup competitions and getting a good run in the cups is, is important. Uh, obviously semi-final the game against Aberdeen means they watch together and it's probably the best I've seen Hibs to be honest under Montgomery and I was surprised at the end they go out but uh, domestically I kind of agree with you in terms of I think in terms of one to eleven. I think Hibs have got a, uh, quite a strong team. I think for me they're probably top heavy in terms of their best players are at the top end of the pitch. Uh, I think defensively, I think Paul Hanlon, Lewis Stevenson have been brilliant servants for the for the club, but it's almost reliant on them again when 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 other players are not performing in their positions. And you know Bashiri's away to Afcon now, so Aye. that means Hanlon's going to come back in. So I thought for we were talking about it earlier. I'm surprised not to see Hibs bringing a couple in this window in the defensive side of things or, or a goalie as well because I think he's haven't been too happy with, with David Marshall he's actually he's picked up even, Marshall uh, he's improved since the yeah. goalkeeper coach came in as well so it's nice to actually have a goalkeeper coach instead of someone even like Wraith Wraith doing so well in the championship you know and you look at what they've got uh, you know further up the, the park they've got some good players by the way and you mm. wonder if they could maybe tap into that I don't know maybe I know you, you've kind of like the boy at Queen, uh, Queen's of, Park he used to be at Hibs the striker and his name Rory Rory Pen, Pen. Uh, he was at Hibs he's at watched him against Thistle a couple of weeks ago scored two he was really good you're talking you and Boyle Vente Tavares has picked up this year to be fair as well which again questions like Where's he been for 18 months? Seems yeah. like he wasn't kicking the ball for a full season. Then he wasn't even, for, good. wasn't even getting a game in reserves, but I think it's just the the previous manager. But we, I, we shouldn't be getting too hung up on that. He's been away for a while now. He's managed to get himself sat elsewhere, so we should be trying to look forward. But it's just... <laughs> uh, it's just... Hibs, I think Hibs fans are starting to get a bit frustrated uh, since probably the 1st of January because we would have expected more. But the recruitment has been poor for a while. I know we're talking about they've got good players, but there's been a lot of misses, hasn't there? Aye. A lot of money spent as well. Yeah. A lot of money spent on a lot of misses, but the manager turnover as well. But you're going through managers without a de- director of football, which is why you're now disappointed now, because you would think with McDermott there you'd have a bit more of a plan. But there's been a lot of misses and you're just hoping that maybe you can see Harry McCurdy do what Tavares has done now that he's sort of healthy again. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be holding out too much hope. But again, if you'd asked me in the summer, I would have said the exact same for Tavares. So you're just hoping the manager shows to be a good coach which by all accounts it seems to be so hopefully there is better times ahead but please just sign a couple of players man. Uh, where are you on that Derek should Hibs be challenging for third of the year the size of the club aye of course they should uh, 
you know, and I used to knock about with a wee fella, me Mickey Weir, you know, me Mickey well, you know, and he had the belief that uh, they should be the, you know, the third strongest club in Scotland. And why not? I mean, the fan base, everything you look at the club, the stadium, everything that goes with it, it's just when you see the youngsters being introduced, there's a reason for that. It's because the finances can't be there. And that's what I was just saying, because like, he's looking at the Australian market, obviously, where he's came from. I just think sometimes you look, look a wee bit closer at home. You know, sometimes look at Wraith. I mean, I've watched them a few times this season. They're terrific. You see their fitness levels are phenomenal. You know, so there's, there's maybe just one or two. I don't know what it would cost a wee bit, but have they got the money? I don't know. Again, I, I, I don't know that. No privy to that, of course. There's no real long-term planning in signing Adam Front, is there? What did you say? 37 or 30, but to be fair, like, before his injury, but he was genuinely fantastic. The goal that uh, we scored against Luzerne, the touch that he had over the boys' head, and he's, he scored a really good goal up at Aberdeen just to pile on Hibs on at Aberdeen for the first time in years or not. But like, I can't wait for him to be back. And he brought a beaker, a beaker was at Reading one as well. Am I right in saying that now? I, Obita, uh, I don't know if he was there when he was manager, but he, he's proven to be a fairly he's solid insane. but no spectacular left back. Eh? Alright, uh, okay, we're on to Livingston. Ewan Rankin is back for talk, Livy. We've just renamed it to Top Premark. How's <laughs> <laughs> Scunner do you, mate? Yeah, you're usually quite positive, but is this really testing your resolve now? Yeah, so first time I came on this was just after we'd lost 3-0 in the Scottish Cup to Inverness. And since then in the league, 35 games played, 5 wins, uh, 23 points out of 105 available, 14% win rate in the league. 21 goals scored. It's pish. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually starting to look like David the Hairspot. It's a big January window for a minute. Big January window, but who's going to come to you? Is, you know, there's a bit of chat about Andy coming, but is he wanted to come with pre-mark money when he's just... I just think that comment's so stupid. Who's going to even want to come and speak to us when he's selling it as a, you know, we're shopping at pre-markets? I love Davey's honesty at times, but sometimes he just needs to rein it in a little bit. And like a comment like that in particular, like <laughs> it's difficult enough to attract players when you're six points adrift at the bottom of the league. Also, then try to attract them when you're j- telling them, by the way, we can't offer you anything except Tony Max vouchers. You know, yeah. they're not going to come. So Kev Kyle would sign for that, mate. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised at how negative he's been? Because, like, like you said, players looking for the outside who might be wanting to come to the club and think, why would I want to come to that? I think we talked about it uh, at the end of last season and I think his demeanour's kind of changed a bit uh, you know kind of from roundabout this time last year and it started being quite negative and you know we had him on the podcast at the start of the season and I kind of agreed with him to an extent but it was all about you know we need to be tighter and harder to beat again but we've gone so far the other way like we offer no attacking threat and I think the game that big alarm bells for me was the game at Tynecastle and our heat map was just along the 18-yard line, essentially. And Hearts hadn't started the season particularly well. We should have been going to Tynecastle and at least try to offer some sort of threat. But we played the game as if we were going to Celtic Park or Ibrox, and it was it was actually quite embarrassing coming away from the game. And then went to St Mirren no long after that. 1-0 down, he makes like-for-like changes, which suggests he's happy with how it's going. And we've done absolutely nothing in the game. To threaten winning it and I think that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest thing for me we've offered a couple of decent performances up at Petaudry just before Christmas played probably should have taken more game against Hearts probably should have taken a little bit more but other than that like the performances have been 
awful to watch and the style of football as well it is just I know we've been tied with the whole Brexit ball lump it forward but a couple of seasons ago I think we actually played quite a good brand of football we just yeah, launch yeah. it at Cutters Guthrie and hope yeah. for the they best they had the balance right mm. with the physicality and playing a wee bit at times but you know, I think it's time for a, a different voice in there you know maybe Davies tried everything you know that he knows sometimes you bring in that's how I, I know his name was mentioned but sometimes not just to come in as a player but as a coach, on the grass as well, just a different voice in the dressing room. Hey, Andy! Just <laughs> the gaffer, let me gaffer. He's still the manager, he's but somebody that's, because he, he's, he's on the front foot in terms of, he's involved in everything, isn't he? So sometimes I think you've just got to take yourself out of the equation a wee bit, let a different voice come in. You know, sometimes players react to that. I don't know, because, you know, he's been there a long time, Sometimes he's, you know, ah, it's a, a wee earner in the shooter. Sometimes it's a wee bit of a ball. And maybe he's not having an effect on the players now. And that's how I'm saying. Sometimes bring, an, bring another voice in. Mm. You know, he brought Chipper in, didn't he? Uh, he's, nice. brought, he's brought Chipper in. And I thought that might actually be probably one of the best bits I, of business with him. But again, nothing's really, hmm. nothing's really changed. He's, he's been really stubborn is the best way I can put it this season, playing a back three. But, I don't but, think uh, we have the players to do it. What I mean, Nubli's played right wing back a couple of games. This is what I mean. It's square pegs round holes. He's put Nubli at right wing back. Nubli's been an absolute shadow of the player. He shouldn't be playing in general. Just shouldn't be playing. He's got, he plays with two inside tens. Stephen Kelly, Andy, you would have been with him at, at Rangers, I'm sure. He's an out-and-out out number 10, perfect for that position, and he's barely kicked the ball despite winning most of our Player of the Year awards last year. Mm. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, see, what I'm saying is, take yourself right out of it. Right. Just let Chipper, who else, come in, let him take says He still picks a team, yeah. you know, but he sometimes he doesn't need to be that voice. Just come in the day again, you know, just before the team's named, they're ready to go, give them a wee bit. Something, you, need to, you need to try different things. Did you it's see this coming at Livy, Derek? The way they ended last season, did you see this coming this year? Because you could see year? the way you were talking about, they, they were trying to, because they were always branded as big physical side. Now I'm going back five years ago and I was watching yeah. these, and these were better than that. These were much more than that. And I used to try and get that across uh, when I was working on the radio. Uh, but I think he's tried to go too much the other way. It's, you've just got to keep that happy medium, you know, with that physicality, that fire, hard to beat. But at times, go and play a wee bit. And I just think they went trying to play a wee bit too much at, at times. I think the Nubly one, pff, I mean... It, should Nubly. have Nubly gone the summer, shouldn't well, Nubly, Why does Nubly play in that well, way? He tried his yeah, best yeah. to get rid of him. They drove him to the next club. Was, there was a bid, wasn't there, wasn't there in the summer? Nah. Nah, I don't think. Nah, I don't think there was anything. Uh, I mean, uh, you could argue that he did try to get rid of him. He sort of touting it the way he spoke, but I think he was asking... He was, he was, he was quoting some, some decent figures, wasn't he? And, uh, <laughs> he's ta he's talking, he was talking about a million quid for Nubly now... Dykes went for 1.75 up front and, you know, Dykes was, what, 23, 24. Nibs is, what, 28, 29. He only scored, I think, seven goals last season. He scored seven goals in two seasons. Do you get a million quid for Am it? Am I right in nah. saying he's, he's scored zero this year? Uh, in the league, yeah. I don't remember him scoring a goal. Davey would even want that cash in hand as well, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no tax on that. Uh, you got a question for it, the panel? Just talking about, like... The, the pre mark comment more than anything like see if you hear that and then the manager comes ringing you asking if you're wanting to uh, have a chat what's your response after hearing a comment like that hey, we talk about it quite a lot like, actually I like quite a few managers in the league now, but we love David for his honesty I think that is just what, it's, uh, what it is but 
some things you say, obviously, I think when it comes to in the dressing room, it's like it's one of them where you're coming the next day. You talk about me, fucking uh, Primark, but <laughs> uh, again, I, I think it's probably a comment he probably regrets because he's just someone that speaks for the heart, and you know sometimes you need to take a step back and realise the words you say, but. You know, if you're talking about Primark in terms of like, Scotland, you can find some good deals in Primark, can you? That's <laughs> 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 but I th- I, listen, we've, we've spoken about it a few times, but no, when we were uh, with Hearts in the Championship, we were coming away from certain games thinking, the big one for me is Luke McKibben. To be honest with you, Luke McKibben, when we was at air, you're coming away from that game thinking, fuck, he's a good player. So I think there is talent out there, whether you call that Primark's a different question. But the, the brown bags have got bigger because we just signed a six foot five striker from well, Primark. So that was what, that was generally what I was just going to get into next because Liam, I don't know if you were at the, the, the Livy game away from home, but the boy Tendy Yingy that came off the bench for Livy. You said that upstairs, that, huh? If that's Primark, I think he he's going to be fair. He looked decent. Listen, I only seen thirty five minutes of him, but what I seen. We were all talking in the changing room after the game, like holy shit, where have they got this guy for? See, uh, see, you jump into. I know it's an easy target, but like Livingston's game is to go long, and when Plan A doesn't work, that pitch, like you, you can only keep doing that. You can only keep going long because there is no way to get the ball down and play. They'll tell you, and I know it's an easy target, and it's a sort of hard subject for Livingston, but I don't think that pitch does use any favours whatsoever. As I watch this every week, I think we can play decent football in it. Like go back to a couple of seasons ago, we had we Alan Forrest one side, Odin Bailey played with two out and out wingers. Mm. We were a good watch and that was on the pitch as well. As you said there about the game that we just played there, I watched the Livingston substitutions and there was points in the game where we'd fell out of it, especially the first half. We I don't know if we just got caught off guard or, but we, we couldn't get going and I think the, the disallowed goal actually kicked us into life but I was watching as the game went on, you're chasing the game and it was just the same guy coming on, doing the same thing and I was like, it's pretty comfortable for us, if you know what I mean, and I just felt that I, I can't see a team's getting the ball down and playing decent football on that pitch because every second bounces, it's four bounces too far away for you. I, I I do think the pitch is an easy target personally. As I say, I kind of watch it regularly, but this season, I mean, you can't really blame the pitch because the pitch hasn't been used because the ball's been up in the air <laughs> for <laughs> seventy-five minutes of the game. So, <laughs> is that you done? Uh-huh. I think we're down two wins in 21. I mean, I talk about it at the start of every season. If you win 10 games and get your draws, should see you kind of above 11th spot in the playoff. But realistically, you're going to go... What well, arms are we good in? Be survived. Be tough for that. For for that. I, think we, I think we could do an Aki's and go double dunt and uh, back into League One again. because there's loads of issues behind the scenes as well, talking about court cases with the ownership. So I don't think we're in a, a good place if we were to get relegated personally. But aye. You ca- I can't realistically see us going winning six, seven games between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Best hope is that we're in touch come the split. Do you just think that the Primark comment, the, the Primark comment, could potentially be a tactical thing? Do you think it's maybe like uh, if he's yeah, getting people, people talk about that, suddenly they're not talking about the result, and there's maybe pressure off the players? I think Andy's just touched on it. You know, you're in that dressing room, and you you hear that remark. That kind of goes, is that what he kind of thinks he is? You know, that's the kind of level we're at. I think your job as a manager is to get, obviously, the best out of your players, but make them feel good about themselves. That comment doesn't doesn't do that whatsoever. So that's why they'll start to question him as a manager. And all it takes is to be half at 2 or 3%. And... uh, and it can have that effect where they find themselves, you know, struggling down the bottom. Right, we're on at St. Johnston and we're joined by Danny Williams from the Doggers Saints podcast. Is that the same dog and 
podcast that you always listen to. <laughs> well, I'm, what's the name I'm just it? disappointed he's not got beige on. <laughs> the beige chinos, well, he's got Levine's two chinos. Just put him, it's a shame. We need to apologise, mate, because when we heard that Craig Levine was getting the job, we, uh, well, me especially, I absolutely battered it, but turned out to be an absolute masterstroke, isn't it? He's been superb so far. It's still sort of early days and, and another mention to a guy, Andy or no, uh, pretty well, I'm sure. Andy Kirk, who's come in as number two. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, who is really well thought of already around the club. Mm. Look, I mean, I'm loathsome to slag the previous two managers off because of what they did. Callum in his first season as manager and then, well, as a player as well, and then Stevie himself as a player, um, not so much as a manager, but yeah, it's um, it needed something. It needed, I think, a fresh pair of eyes. Um, I maybe argued that when uh, Maka got the job at the start of the season. That was sort of like the 12, 12th year of succession because it started with Lomas and then Tommy Wright was Lomas's assistant. He got the job. Callum had been Tommy's assistant. He got the job and then Maka had obviously been Callum's assistant. He got the job. So I think it needed... Uh, a fresh pair of eyes and I think Craig Levine obviously ticks a lot of boxes that Stevie McLean didn't tick through no real fault of his own experience sort of knowing how to deal with players I think the Ryan McGowan fiasco has maybe been a or and then his comeback has probably been a bit of an insight into that because he's just been absolutely exceptional Um giving young players a goal it's in young Franny Franchak coming in at right back 16 years old gets in team of the week you know on his first start it's things are looking up and for the first time probably in for the first time in two years the whole identity of the club isn't based around the fact that Jason Kerr and Ali McCann left mm. because that's really defined the club for you know since he went which is two and a half years ago now and for the because it, it's basically just all been downwards since then but to give Steve McLean his due, some of the players that he brought in that look like total duffers um, at the start of the season have turned out to be right. under under different management. Yeah, I mean, Matty Smith in midfield looks absolutely exceptional. Um, Lou Robinson, who's gone back to Wigan, might be coming back. He was, he's been a fantastic player. The goalkeeper's been obviously brilliant. So... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully onwards and on, uh, onwards and upwards. You were actually surprised. You said when you played St. John's, didn't know how much to try to play under Craig. I think obviously they came to Tincastle one of his first games, and uh, I just uh, I was expecting quite direct football as, as much as everyone was. But they tried to play in spells. I thought, to be honest, I thought it was a much for much as I thought we probably had the majority of the game. But I thought when St. John's had spells, I thought they were decent. We came away with it. And, and the first thing I said to Si was they played a lot better football than I thought. But I think that's because they've got some good personnel in there. Dan Phillips is another one that I, I, I really like. I think he's a good player. Uh, both fullbacks and, you know, the boy Smith, he was one that I sort of came away for the, the game saying, oh, who's that boy? I've not, I've not really heard of him. I think he came for Doncaster and thought he was a, a decent player. But for me, I think, one of St Johnson's big issues for a long time is having that guy scoring you 10-15 goals a season yeah. uh, Stevie May I think is one that can get you goals and splits I think Nicky Clark's the same but again two guys that have had that sort of injury issues and Chris Kane had missed almost a year of football so uh, I do think that top end of the pitch I think if you can get somebody that can sort of score you that 10-15 goals 
Uh, if you've got seven million, you can have Shanks by the way if you want. <laughs> uh, I think Levine's okay. done what you've said. Davey should do it. He kind of just takes a step back. Andy Kirk does a lot of the coaching. His breaking team play good, good football. Aye, and I think you've touched on it. He's so much more relaxed. I think mm. thought it was a great appointment. Uh, even though he was about five years out of the game, he was still involved in it. He was still covering games, watching games. Uh, obviously, he was up at Breaking as well. But uh, I know him pretty well from my days at Hearts. Uh, that, what you see in front of the camera, is no the real Craig Levine, what a lot of the guys have got this perception of. He's a fantastic guy, by the way. And he's one of the guys, uh, and again, I didn't work under him, obviously, but just being his teammate, you would play for him. You'd run through a brick wall, and I think that's what he's brought. Uh, and he's clever that way in terms of, he's let the boy cap, just get on with the coaching, do it, and when he needs to come in, make a point, uh, with that beige gear on that he's got. <laughs> I just love it because uh, I just... And by the way, he was a top football player. So he was Craig Levine. And he likes to play. But he has a look at what he's got at his yeah. disposal. He just says it. The, the three forwards, a couple of them were out for a long period of time injured. He's got them back in. So he'll try and play uh, a certain style of football. But more, more importantly, a winning style because he's, he's, that's what Craig's good at. He's good at winning games. Mm. So he has, I don't know if maybe a one or two might disagree, but, uh, but no, he's, he's a great, he's a great lad. He, he really is. He's a great lad, Craig Levine. Have you got a question for the boys, Danny? Uh, yeah, it's probably more general, uh, more general point. It's probably something we've touched upon already. Um, Slim mentioned about Whitaker's 16 year old lad at, um, Lad of Hibs, and we, as I said, we've had young Franny Franchak coming through, 16 years old. Um, do you think, because a lot of managers do talk about and like to talk a bit a good game in this regard, do you think we do enough in in Scotland to promote players from within clubs from the youth system up to the uh, up to the first team? Because always oh, the pathway blocked a little bit by you know, maybe guys coming up from um, from football powerhouses like Morecambe and, uh, <laughs> and Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes wonder if, I, you probably be able to answer this far better than me, do the managers go and watch the young boys at, at certain age groups? They well, they fucking should. Yeah. Because there, when you go and you'll see something in a player, and it's, I go and I watch games of football and sometimes right away you just go, the way he moves, look at his first touch by the way, but then at a young age you look, can they handle it physically so as well, but uh, but also mentally, so you, you look at all the wee things, so I think managers, and I don't know if this happens Andy, they should be going and watch it, and I know they're very busy, they've got a lot going on, but they should take the time out uh, to go and watch them, watch them themselves, now, I, I know they can't be there all the time, but uh, because there is... A lot of fantastic talent at a young age, and it's just, and I'm delighted that Craig's done that. Well, and he's sorry. promoted and the Hibs boys as well. I love yeah. that when you see young boys coming through. Well, sorry to interrupt, actually, Derek and Andy. Um, one thing we'll say for Craig Levine, I've been up to, Mc, you know, that's pop up to McDermott for a few things during the week and stuff like that. And when Alistair Stevenson and Danny Griffin have got the young young kids out training on the AstroTurf and stuff like that, Craig Levine has been there on more than one occasion watching the kids. Right. See how they're getting on. We've played, we've played, sorry, we've been in the Lowland League now, but I've been in it for two years. We've played uh, Hibs, Celtic Rangers, not once have I seen a manager in it again. Mm. 
And just Tuesday love, night games, just, it's not you like don't need to announce yourself that you're fucking, I am here. Yeah. You just wander in, the jake it up, and you just stand there because you don't want the boys to even see you there. Because you can see the way they're interacting, not just with each other as players, but with the coaches. And you can, you'll, you'll spot something. You'll yeah. go, ah, by the way, I like him. I'm going to take a wee opportunity. I'm going to throw him in the first team. That's how we all get our opportunity. Because do, somebody's. Do you think the league structure? Davey like said that, didn't he? With the more teams coming into the league with game managers, more security, mm. yeah. and it'd be well, more likely to play younger players. Because like, when we started really using our youth setup was probably when we got demoted down to third division, and Andy kind of broke in at that point as well. But I, I think managers' lifespans now, you know, six months, not even 12 months, not even getting a full season, like, are they going to run the risk of playing four or five youngsters in their team? You oh, know, I'm not saying play four that or five, then, but, but I think that's man, maybe... But you just but might find a wee nugget there, one that's you just kind of stands out. Now look at Watson, come on, like, Dale's put him in well, a relegation battle last year. And again, that's what I loved about Derek McInnes, yeah. as soon as he went in there, he's had a look at it, I'm sure he, he would have, have done that because, I mean, that's how Lewis got his, his chance. Yeah. Because he was at a, an Aberdeen Ackies under 18 game and he just liked something loose and he thought, right, I'm going to take a wee chance in him. And that's what he's done with Watson. Watson's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So he has. Love I, that. I think, uh, you know, post COVID, when obviously during COVID we had the 9 11 subs, whatever it was, and you could have bring five subs on a game and then you could vote for that after. And everyone voted in favour of the five sub rule with the nine subs again. And I seen the debate where people were saying, oh, it's daft because Rangers and Celtic will get better squads and Hearts will get better squads so they can make more subs. For me, I was delighted with it because I thought they would then see more yes, young players no. getting opportunities. So now there's nine subs. You're going to get maybe two, three under 21 boys, Scottish, young Scottish talent on the bench, hopefully getting them uh, appearances. I'd be interested to see statistically if that's actually happened, if there's been more or less opportunities. Because for me, I just feel like first team squads are just getting bigger now. Yeah. I think it's actually went away from what I thought it was doing for the uh, for the game. So, I, listen, I'm passionate about it. I talk about it all the time. I, I, I do feel all it, that it comes in eight times is just an opportunity. Mm. Because, like I said, sometimes it's not even by design. Sometimes it's just by luck that there's injuries there where you get a young boy you know, flung in. But I can go through you know, every team. You know, Macaulay Tate, Aidan Denham's played, the boy Rory Whitaker, David Watson, the boy McKenzie at left-back, Ross McCausland, Lennon Miller. I mean... There's so many boys, I, I, I've actually forgot his name, the young boy that came on for Celtic in the Champions League for, for 20 minutes frame. was unbelievable. Frame. Frame. No, no, frame, frame. frame, the frame. boy Mitchell Frame, came on yeah. for 20 minutes against Fletico Madrid yeah. and I came away thinking, who's this kid left back, came up left wing, I thought he was very good and in the game. And he played against us on the Saturday, he's for <laughs> the old I oh, know we beat them actually. When <laughs> I gave my one, but I want to ask you because sorry to interrupt you, but Rocco Vat is a prime example for me, a top talent. We've played again, as I say, we've played in the Lowland League for two years now. He's the best player we've played against. Where's his opportunities been at Celtic? Came on last year, done really well, and now you get guys like Mikey Johnson who who come on and start ahead him. Is is that a, is he had a fair crack at the whip at Celtic? I don't know because, like I said at the start, we're we're so winger heavy just now. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where he plays, and I think the only time I've seen him play was is a, is a friendly environment. And no, he came on a couple of times last year, didn't he, for Ange? In the league. He set up a goal, I remember it. Maybe I did, I can't remember off the top of my head, but his minutes have been very limited and now we've got so many wingers. We've even got guys like um, Marco Tellio, for example. He's he's a young guy who's just been brought in, played about 10 minutes. Yang gets very little minutes, and as you said, Mikey Johnson there, he's, he's 24 now, he's not a young boy anymore, mm. but he's still seen as a young boy. Because he's, he's came through the academy and stuff, I think. Um, I'll just speak on behalf of Celtic here. I think there's hardly been any that's came through Celtic's academy probably since, I don't know, Kieran Tierney, Tierney or, yeah. or, or McGregor. Like, it's, uh, in Forest, it's gone back to then. Like, 
that's maybe something like I don't really know the answers to these questions because I'm not in Lennox Town or whatever but Celtic's academy is just only getting their chances is is it just an excuse though because even when I was young at Celtic you had Lars and Sutton but you still produce players like Maloney McManus Ross Wallace Craig Beattie Aidan McGeady they guys were all getting opportunities back in the days for me better players were in the first team in is it just an excuse for managers now again it's hard to say but I, I take teams exam- every team will have the same you look at Rangers for example when you're You've seen Lammers getting numerous opportunities and not really doing it, and boys in that position. Then, you know, Ross McCausen. Ross McCausen was at Rangers for the first three months of the season. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's just give this boy an opportunity if the guy that's playing in the position in Lammers isn't quite doing it for you. So, mm. I, again, I, I think you make a good point in terms of you know managers these days are under so much pressure. And their jobs are literally on the line for it. For me, I, I I think it takes ten games now for a manager to get sacked. You don't win a game of football in ten games. I can take the pressure off you a wee bit. If you play one or two of the mm, youngsters as well, I made so my, the can, point I, 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 can I, I can't remember what game it was when I, I, uh, I think it was the the separate team in in Europe uh, with Rangers and Ross McCausland came off the bench, played a couple of brilliant passes, mm-hmm. first couple of passes. Next time we go right around out the pitch, Rangers fan clapped. Aye, if Sam Lammers ran the ball at the pitch, the place is an uproar. You're right. I think when you see local boys, I like again. I touched on Aidan Denham, young Hearts fan. Doesn't. Supporters want to see nothing more than one mm. of their own get these opportunities and, and you're going to get extra chances, I think. Yep. I think managers just use youth now as like a last resort. So see when stuff isn't it, if stuff isn't going well. Like yeah. see for example, see like St Myrna in the last two years, St Myrna haven't had anybody break through. We had Erehon last year, but Erehon was in the first team like four years ago. He's been a first team player for that. This year we've only really seen Lewis Jameson, but he scored against Hibs a few months ago and he's not really had a chance since. But I think managers only chuck young players in now just as a Oh, I've tried everything else here. I'll just chuck so and so in at this position and maybe try and see if it works. I feel as if it's just like a kind of a last roll of the ice because see when they're playing well, the last thing they think about is youth players. They think about the team that's on the part. They're not thinking about trying to blood through youngsters. Right, we're on a mother well and the legend. I know I've said this before, mate, but when he first got his hair done, I was wondering where he was going with. Oh, he, and he's copying you, mate. Got it right at the Gogsy handbook. That. He's going for a Gogsy. Ah, that's what you'll get a mother will mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about Kettlewell, mate. I really like him. Again, we interviewed him. I thought he was excellent. He was, yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's been quite challenging this season, uh, of course. Do you know what, Gogsy, why has it been challenging? Uh, we started so well, but I think uh, we've talked about it before, like... I think he was a victim of his own success, like 15 wins out of the first 22 games mm. for us, and then a few things started going wrong, like injuries, and then it just started piling up, and then the expectation got too, too, got too much, and then all of a sudden we're on the back of a 15-match spree of not winning a game, and I'm 500 pounds down from it. So it's just, it's just been really struggling. Um, we've we've struggled a lot, uh, but the the problem is. Uh, not a problem, but we've got a lot of resilience. We've scored so many last-minute equalisers, which felt like winners because that was as close as we could get to winning a game. Mm. And uh, we'd only taken the lead once over the sp- over the space of 15 games, amounting to 23 minutes in, in the lead over the course of that time. Um, but th- thankfully, Theo Bear got his shooting bits for Christmas and he's scored three goals in two games since. Um and I'm, I'm hoping that he can kick on from that because I do believe there's a player in that. Uh, and of course, the likes of Mika Beareth as well has been our only real shining light. And He got an injury when he was, he was flying yeah, as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. His managers like, he changed the game against Hibs when he came on because uh, like, we, like, we were 
playing probably the same standards like throughout the the good spell we had last year before uh, the 15 match run uh, but I think things weren't really going our way and that that's what happens in football sometimes they go free sometimes they don't and uh, now we've found ourselves in the wrong wrong end of the table and uh, I'm hoping that the last couple of games have really started to turn a corner which we, we've seen in the media saying oh Motherwell might be turning a corner we draw against Celtic turning a corner and then get pumped by Ross County and we should have lost about 7 or 8 now Derek Adams was having a field day mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, like hopefully uh, we get a third match unbeaten on Saturday against Aloha that would be fantastic Have you seen enough to suggest that future still bright under Kettlewell still the right man for the job I, I- I certainly think he is, by the way. Yeah. I, I just like the way he uh, goes about his business. Mm-hmm. He's very honest. Uh, I like his, I like your style of play. I mean, yeah. I can't believe you went on that run. Because mm-hmm. I'd covered about four or five of your games. And he's, uh, I wouldn't I go as far as saying outstanding, but he's in, in those games. Competent. He's excellent. Aye? Yeah. It's just about getting your nose in front. And mm-hmm. for some reason, he just couldn't quite get there. But uh, but you have showed character at times. Mm-hmm. Uh at Fur Park when the fans I mean I've, I've heard them you know obviously no too happy but they stick at it you but know so it shows me that the players have got belief in the manager so it's no one of them it's, that's what I was saying about Davy Livingston I can see a wee bit as if the players are kind of kind of lost touch with the manager mm. maybe don't believe in the managers as much I don't see that mm. at Motherwell uh, maybe they need to add one or yeah, two obviously the definitely like, the, there's been a few problems that I, I think behind the scenes, uh, I'm not going to touch on it too much, but uh, I think there's been a disparity from the board to the fans. And as a fan-owned club, like we've been a bit frustrated, and then players haven't really been playing as well as we expect them to. And that's probably where the anger's directed to. It's not towards Kettlewell because, like under Alexander, under Hamill, I think even after about eight or nine games, it'd be pitchforks out. Uh, but under Kettlewell, uh, I think a lot of people are still quite patient over him. Mm. But that's probably because he had credit in the bank from that. Such he a did good, lose a wee bit of confidence. You could see that. See, yeah. When you don't win games of football, even though you played as well, it can it'll eat away at you a little bit. I mean, that's mm. the job of the manager to keep that up, keep that belief in you. But you could just see it in uh, some individuals uh, within the team that were just maybe no quite at it. It was just costings, but uh, no, I believe I, I believe Muller will be okay. What, what about January? Goals, <laughs> what, what areas would you like to see strengthened? Uh, another striker, because um, well, today I saw that Sheffield Wednesday are interested in Beareth, uh, and they'll probably be able to cover his wages for the second yeah. half of the season. We can't. Uh, also. Uh, maybe another promotional video that'll do well. Midfielder? Yeah. What sort of type of midfielder would you like? A midfielder that could probably play fullback as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because we've had the likes of Brody Smith. Can afford them? From the promo it got me the impression that well they've got Primark it looked like we were going to Pound Stretcher so <laughs> it's, it's just been like it's, it's just a bit of a waiting game at the moment like we're 17 days into the window uh, we've only got Montgomery on loan from Celtic uh, good I, player by the way yeah good player and, isn't he Aye, excellent play. Yeah, he's really good. is a good play. Well, that's what we're needing, and I like I like the sound I like the sound of that. But like, 
I don't want anyone that's going to be talking a good game because we've had too many of that pre previously that I'll be like, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. Just don't talk, just play the game. If you play for the name on the front of the shirt, we'll remember the name on the back. Remember that, mate, all right. <laughs> uh, got any questions for the panel? Uh, I, uh, how much you on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I've seen his house, he's on a fortune, mate, believe me. Uh, have you got another question? Is that <laughs> yeah, um, aye, so, like, we've, we've touched upon budgets and etc. Like, what market do you think Motherwell should be shopping in this window? I, I think for the, for for a start, I think Adam Montgomery's a great signing in terms mm. of loan signing. He's, he's played in the league. He's done well at St Johnson. By all accounts, he was doing well, and uh, I heard in Fleetwood as well. And you see another few players are well they're linked with. I don't, I don't know if I can name too many names, but I've seen the likes of Greg Stewart being linked with a couple of clubs. Someone I know very well, great player. So I think there is player, players out there, but you know the the thing is, there's so many people going for the same players. It is mm. difficult, but. Mm. You know, I'm sure you're a, I think you're a, a regular listening to the show and we, we've spoke highly of a Kettlewell and Motherwell for a reason because we've watched them a lot and again, I look at every team, Liam will probably back me up, every team that's came to Tincastle this year, I think Motherwell's actually had the best performance in 90 minutes at them all and I'm talking about, wait, everyone really That was their last up. away victory, Aye, and, uh, 3rd of well, September. <laughs> The, the one at Fur Park was a bit different though, Gogs, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah, yeah. a much more difficult watch. But I think, listen, I think they've got a lot of good players. For me, Lennon Miller, 16-year-old. Yeah. I know he's 17-year-old now, but I mean, they've got a real, real star in their hands there. I, I th think there's, be there's been a bit of a change because like, obviously during the during the Cups section, uh, we did play a lot of uh, youth players because we didn't have the signings in yet. And now we're just seeing a load of kids just sitting on the bench like against Hibs I think we had four or five youngsters uh, and they were just warming up and they, they never got on mm. like I'm just sitting thinking like there could be a young James McFadden-esque type player in there and we're not even utilising them like they're just there to make up the, the numbers it seems I think they've got a lot of quality in their squad it's just about like you said getting a, a cup win this one don't help them right Dundee we're on that Ethan he's back uh, currently sitting in 7th mate but surprised at how well Tony Docherty has done. Oh, mate, I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Been buzzing all season. Uh, if you had said that to me in the last one, like by now we'd be uh, seventh with games in hand as well, that if a win we're looking comfortably in the top six as that would stand, then I would rip your arm off for it. Yeah, absolutely held their own in the Premier League this year, Dundee, haven't they? Yeah, and again, easy to say, but recruited well in the summer. Yeah. I think they had a lot of players that had retained for last year. I touched on Luke McCown, who I think is a very good player. And, no, the likes of Scott, Scott Tiffany's done really well uh, Partick Thistle and, and Livingston previously uh, I've just seen I think they've seen Cups main today is that right? Yeah, exactly. Someone else has done well in the league for, for a couple of clubs as well so I think so it's they're recruiting for the Championship as well they guys you know you talk about Tiffany it's brilliant last season Thistle yeah uh, for Thistle McCown who was playing with Air United yeah. as well that's what, I, that's what I keep saying there, there is players there that's what I was saying about Wraith as well there's players there you could go and get and I think they would perform at, uh, at Premiership level easy. Mm. An excellent sign as well. Shaughnessy has been brilliant for them, isn't it? Aye, and well, then the, he's he's been unbelievable. See, it just came across a sensible business, newly promoted side, experienced centre half. I didn't think he'd be as, as this yeah. good. He, he might even be the first to tell you this might be him like peaking so mm. far in his career because we've turned him into a goal machine as well for a start I mean yeah. there's macaroni, cheese eggs and bacon Joe Shaughnessy last minute goals name me better combinations you know? <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor Carson as well good signing oh, again single handedly saving us points yeah. this season uh, he's goal. he's already been put in the same category as you know 
the best keepers we've had in recent years, Scott Baines or Ab Douglas's, and you know we're only halfway through the season, which I think tells you quite a lot already. Even uh, within the players, are good characters there as well. Not just on the pitch, and but Sean, I say your Carsons is so important. Uh, Tony Doherty's got that as well. Have you been surprised how well he's taken to manage it as well? I think I said last time I felt it was quite a low risk appointment, but I certainly didn't expect it to be as as good as it is. Uh, it's just it kind of feels like you know you get all these kind of buzzwords, cultural architects, uh, changing the culture of the club, etc. But you kind of sense this is the case. Mm. He just seems to to get it. Uh, you know, he's got a group there that the fans can be proud of every week, which it's been quite a long time since Dundee fans can identify with that. So there's a, a real good synergy at the club now and a lot of credit to Tony Doherty for that. He probably has a similar style to Dale McInnes, isn't it? He's probably took a lot for in terms of his signings, how they play. I'd probably similar, but they've got a lot of players that suit that. Like yeah. I said, you've got the, the likes of Scott Tiffany, Luke McKibben, I think the boy Bakayoko, I really like the boy Boating as well. I think yeah. he's somebody that's went under the radar, but you've got this man next to me to thank for young Leo. Leo <laughs> Cameron, eh? I terrified him at Peter Head, mate. Made him think he better get his fucking finger out. Huh? Didn't know how to play for Peter Head. He's done really well again, Lionel. Nah? Yeah, yeah. Again, I said it last time. Won all the Player of the Year awards last year for us, which was unheard of. This season, he's actually been a bit. He started off in and out the squad, and now he's really kicking on um, in the more latter weeks. But you're right, absolutely spot on my boating. For me, he's the most important player in the team, uh, the heartbeat of the team, even. Right. Uh, you got a question for the boys? I do. Yeah. So uh, our last two appointments have been complete. Uh, breaths of fresh air no previous history with the club how important do you think that can be with managerial appointments that uh, it's a fresh breath of, uh, a breath of fresh air as opposed to necessarily being guys that have to have attachment to the club historically speaking if you get me I mean in terms of a boyer I, I think he had a pretty decent CV beforehand so I think that was a uh, no, it seemed like an intelligent uh, intelligent appointment for the, for the outside but I think Tony Doherty for me I, I was surprised that nobody sort of came in for somebody like him sooner because you see it down south when managers are successful quite often you take their assistant I, I, I can't remember the last time Man City had a, an assistant manager then they get a, a manager's job somewhere uh-huh. and you know Derek's been so successful in Scotland for so long it just seemed like it was about time somebody took a part of that sort of coaching staff and seen how he's done so He's been excellent, don't get me wrong. In terms of our breath, breath of fresh air, it's funny because quite a lot of people say they want a, an influence in there that knows the club really well. Yeah. And I think that works. It's, it's worked in favour of clubs, it's worked against clubs, mm. but one thing's for sure, they certainly made the right appointment when they, when they hired Tony Dockett. Because Aberdeen and Hearts have done it, haven't they? They've promoted from within, Robson Aye. and Stephen Nesmith. But it's just, it's just getting the right man for the yeah, job, a guy that's been sitting there, obviously the aspirations of becoming a manager, and him and Derry obviously obviously a wee, a wee chat and thought this is the right time the right club to go I think that was important for, for Doc as well that it was the right club he could see the potential uh, I was at Dundee for a short period of time I was in loan huh? uh, when I was misbehaving under Sunnis <laughs> but uh, no I will support at club and big club just why, wish you would do something that fucking main stand by the way and the pitch why did I not do something like <laughs> Two, I know the two groundsmen there as well. They're good lads. They're good at their job. It must, it must be someone that's internally up with the pitch, yeah. Uh, historically, Dens has just been terrible with drainage. I mean, when you see the stories about Dundee wanting the new stadium, that's partially why. It's just mm-hmm. over time. Uh, fucking drained the life out of me, uh, alright? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm, there's a new stadium, isn't it? Getting built, supposedly. Uh, yeah, well, uh, John Nelm's been very ambitious. He, he thinks it could be built, I think, as near as t- uh, 2026. Whether it happens or not, 
uh, that quickly, who knows? But yeah, no, certainly it's it kind of sums Dundee up right now as we're looking up instead of down. Not even just like with the league table, but as a club. You know, uh, the, the word that Doherty loves to use in his interviews is he feels the club is just progressive. It's constantly progressing yeah. on and off the pitch. And the contacts he's got as well. Mm. And that, that's really important. Uh, just get the new signing in through the door, haven't they? The big bouncer, aye. Yeah, he's a bouncer, isn't he? He's funny, yeah. The big doorman, as I call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about predictions? Could you get in the, can you sneak in the top six? I, I think we could. I think we're obviously j the January window is crucial, isn't it? Because every team's going to improve. So if we get the January window right, I honestly don't see why not. Because uh, we're we're in a rug there so far, and like I say, there's games in hand. Uh, and as a newly promoted side as well, we're still yet to lose back-to-back -back games. We've only lost six games all season, and four of them have been against the old firm. Mm. So we've been doing more than holding our weight. We've been showing that we can really go toe-to-toe -to -toe and take teams on. So no, I mean your guess is as good as mine, but I. You know, there's a squad in there that has. Uh, I mean, when we beat uh, St. Mirren earlier in the season, four 0 at Dens, uh, Bakayoko said that you know that Europe was doable. Now, whether you believe that or not, you agree with that or not, that's irrelevant to me because that showcases two things. The first being that the, internally there's a lot of belief and uh, ambition in that squad, which comes a long way in success. And secondly, I think it just goes to show how good of a job Tony Docherty has done. The fact that we can even entertain the thoughts of top six and beyond, because, like I say, we're the newly promoted side. And last one, would you love Greg Stewart back? If Greg Stewart came back to Dundee, I'd be horny than Slaney. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> what a way to end it, boys! Thanks very much. You've been absolutely magnificent again. Uh, Derek Ferguson's going to sing us out. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, listen, I, and by I, this is totally new for me. I can't believe how fucking serious this was. <laughs> I thought I was going in for that. And then I've got all you sitting in front of Mark. So that was a, a pleasure, guys. Cheers, lads. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Guys, thank all you. deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.